Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Apparently his favorite word is cream. I don't know where that came from. I just I just heard that. His favorite word is cream. Uh, Glenn John McEnroe, the pl- pride of Wimbledon. Bolenium, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. And uh, cream, cream. Project Blue Book, Vincent Proto, good to have you guys here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, where are we here? Jello, nice to have you back. Christopher Morales, good to see you. And... Let's see. Joshua S., nice to have you here, my friend. And there's SJ. Gorgeous Pam McSee, our buddy Jose. Kurt Seltzer with a splash of lime. Smoky Mountain Wanderer, how are you? Pikachu, good to see you. Gorgeous Sherry Knight has returned. Stunning Helena. And uh, let's see, we're just a few seconds away. The, the Red Deer Rebel herself, DM. Stunning Carla has returned. Gorgeous Bat Mom. How are you? Lance, what's happening? Peppa H, how you doing? Typical watch, nice to see you. And uh, the gorgeous and talented Jessica McCreary. Rich Hilke, how you doing, buddy? Uh, the stunning Sally Vandervoort, she is Dutch. And uh, 5900 buck. Okay, we're going to get going. Hi, alien girl, let's do this thing right now. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. I'll tell you, each and every month, we ended up strong with a huge, huge show that we call the SOR Roundtable, where we bring in some friends to talk about the month that was in the weird, strange, and UFO news. And no different tonight, we have a very strong panel from KPNL. We have Anne Celine, Gary Spikes Jr., our YouTube guy, Bigfoot Hunter, and resident Fu Manchu, Stetson John Hudson, from the Unbiased UFO Report, and from the UAP uh, podcast, I'm telling you, this is a good show. Jason Gilmet is here, good fellow Canadian as well. Uh, handsome beard, handsome, handsome beard. And everyone, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on the 
uh, roundtable tonight, UAP Studies Podcast, that is, Studies Podcast. Dave got it wrong. I apologize, Jason, for that. But no, How dare you? <laughs> I know, I know. But we're glad you're here for the first time. So how we do this is the audience here is really, really watching you guys. You guys don't know a single question that old Davey's going to ask, so I'm going to be putting you on the spot for your opinion no. like that. Let's do this right I off the bat. No. <laughs> Right off the bat here, we're going to start with some UFO stuff because uh, earlier John Hudson was listening to Luis Elizondo speak for the first time in almost over a month or so. And uh, Luis had been absolutely silent dealing with some personal health issues along with uh, other uh, just needing a break after three hard years of ufology. John, why don't you tell us about what happened and and why Lou all of a sudden uh, came on out? Yeah, so I mean, first, it should be mentioned that Lou did have a, a, a rather serious um, medical scare, and uh, he, he just heard back a, a couple of days ago that, that it looks like it's going to be okay. So, so we're all quite relieved. Um, and, and so, you know, some of it was, you know, was his personal you know, need to step out, as you said. But what was really interesting is, uh, and I'll post a link to this later, if you, if you go into the interview he did today, <clears throat> specifically to to the point in the video it, it's a uh, 24 minutes and 30 seconds in and it's about about three minutes of the video where uh it begins with uh, christina gomez who whose podcast he was on um asks you know hey it, it seems like uh someone turned off the spigot you know like uh we went from all this you know new information coming out and like a week later it was there was nothing and you know what's going on did, did did someone get you know upset did someone try to shut this down is something intentional going on like you know what you know what is you know what is going on and lou basically said he goes uh nothing of the sort he goes uh you know uh, myself and and i'm paraphrasing here so i would encourage people to listen to it but he said basically you know a, a couple of us decided that um you know we we needed to do all this work to get the in the the oven up to 500 we don't need the the oven at 800. Uh, so you know sometimes you gotta you know pull back a little bit and pace yourselves and uh, and so you know a couple of us you know decided that we were gonna you know throttle back a little bit and uh, and and you know basically you know let everyone else catch up um, as far as what we've been releasing because we're very concerned about the quality of of the content going out. And, and who's delivering it and so forth. And so, you know, we wanted to just kind of take a step back and, and he, and he talks about this for about, for about three minutes and um, you know, well, at, at one level, absolutely. That completely makes sense. And, and he brings up the really good point that, you know, at least in the U S then there's been some really serious stuff going on over the last month. I mean, you know, Afghanistan, the fires, I mean, you, you name it, there's some heavy stuff going on that, you know, really should, you not be competing with with UFO topics, but uh, but the thing that was really uh, I don't know what the right adjective is, but but the thing that really caught me off guard was this repeated um, uh, phrasing that Lou used that clearly indicated that himself and some some sized group of other people decided to throttle it and. You know, he made reference to the fact that they're now in third gear. Um, he made reference to the fact that um, he and a couple others um, are working on some some pretty uh, serious announcements that will happen in the next two or three months 
that if if you know he was able to tell us about now, a lot of people would be really shocked over. I mean, those those were almost his exact words. Uh, and so what it did is it gave the impression that, at least to me, that Lou and some other number of people at some point recently were all sitting around together, you know, I don't know, playing PlayStation or something, right? And, and, and one of them said, hey, you know, things are getting a little crazy. We should probably slow things down. And everyone else said, right. yeah, you know, we should pace ourselves. And that's kind of weird in, in a big way, right? I mean, because that implies that there's some real orchestration going on well you know? there's a couple of things that i've noticed of what you're saying john and we're going to get the opinion of the panel here jason gilmette we're going to start with you and one of the things that john kind of was saying is that is that they were basically saying you know we we've got the gas pedal down we don't need the the oven sitting that hot right now we're going to cool it off a little bit because of everything that's going on now from a from a media standpoint and a media background the one thing that i know jason is when you are red hot, you never take the foot off the gas unless you are told to take the foot off the gas. What's your opinion of this? Well, it it could be that uh, they want to slow us down because they did come out or, or they are coming out with more information. Uh, you guys can hear me okay, right? Yeah, you're sounding yep. great. Okay. Uh, so obviously if they want more information uh, or, or releasing this information, let the public digest what's been put out already. And after that, start, you know, piling it up with more information later on. But yeah, it's going to take a side seat in the news um, or back burner with everything else that's going on with COVID and Afghanistan. Uh, nobody wants to hear about UAPs right now, but it allows programs like this, podcasts and, and, and people being able to find more information online now more than ever. Uh, so it's letting people sort of like, you know, absorb the information that's been released so far and hopefully more, more to come. You know, but, and I agree, but that means that it's not a natural release of information. That means that what we've been getting has not been an a organic release of information. It means at some level, you know, whether, whether it's a, it's a river being flowed flowing and they're just putting in blocks once in a while to slow down the river or whether they're actually pouring the water. Either way, someone has been controlling the flow of information release over the last couple months and it wasn't organic that's kind of a big deal. And, and that is my concern with this, is is the fact that this, ever since 2017, where I, I have personally been somebody who has who has really been on the bandwagon of the fact that there has been a clear narrative that has been steered this in this direction. I am someone who has, I have no problem going on the record and saying and calling BS on a lot of this stuff because when I, when I look at it, the way the, the information has come out, the way who has controlled the information and only certain journalists have been getting that information, I see that as dangerous when a narrative is being played out. Now, you know, for Jason, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back in here mm -hmm. for a second and, and and I'm sure uh, you look at it a little bit differently than I do, but but I'm just curious. This UFO topic has been waited for years to get the ball rolling, to get that momentum, to get the public talking. They finally got it. Whatever the narrative was, the public was talking. 
people were coming out of the woodworks to talk about UFOs. It didn't matter whether it was movie stars, athletes, musicians, whether it was regular everyday people, even the you know even clergy members were talking UFOs. I mean, we finally got there, and and now all of a sudden it's like hold back. We're going to stay on the, off this information. That, to me, tells me whether or not there's COVID, whether or not uh, Afghanistan is going on and the mess that's there, that tells me that they are holding on the brakes for something and something is either awry or something just doesn't smell right. Because when you have the ball, that's like Wayne Gretzky, to put it in Canadian terms, man. That's like Wayne Gretzky saying, oh, I've already got 100 points this year, so I'm going to I'm gonna take uh, 25 games off and, and not produce. And then all of a sudden, right before the playoffs, say, hey, maybe I'll throw in one or two more. Yeah, but in all fairness, you kind of wonder how much momentum does a guy like Lou have because he's been at it since uh, you know 2017 uh, nonstop. So you got to think at some time he's going to have to take a break, slow down, maybe gather more information. I mean, there's only so much that he can do. True. Uh, and and so I think that right now I'm afraid of the monetizing disclosure that's what i'm worried about you know sort of pay for information which some other ufologists have done that in the past uh that's i'd be leery of that i'd be sort of watching for that but so far i think he's just taking a break and maybe just letting the public digest that's my own personal take but yeah it's been quite quiet on the ufo front for the last month at least right gary let's get your opinion well i'm gonna say two real quick things my first thought is the old bait and switch. They're trying to pull the, the, the attention to something else so they can sneak something else in because when's the next, uh, when's the next release for information supposed to be the second part of that report. Well, I believe the, uh, the inspector general's report is due in September. So September. Uh, look, I, and I'm just going to cut you off right there. I have no problem with, uh, Luis Elizondo taking a break. He's been pushing hard. I got no problem with that. But if you're withholding information, that's where I, I have an issue. I don't think it's Luis. I think that there, folks, there's a lot more to this. This is a this is a government thing, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's they're giving out what they're allowed to give out, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen when this next report comes and see where they go from there. For the simple fact that there's more, a lot more to this, and we all know that. I mean, you might not agree with me, but there is, there's, and I love how you said about the monetization. It's not even so much the monetization on private parties. I think it's big corporations. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's that's the main thing, uh, and even we know for a fact that we've we, we do have crafts that are able to do uh, some amazing things, but. Uh, it's not what Lou has been chasing. That's not what he's, and I think that's really, you know, at the end of the day, what does Lou know um, that we don't know yet? That's what I'm looking forward to finding more out of him, actually. Uh, but like I said, I'm afraid of the monetization of ufology, of just saying, you know, if you want to have the answers, come to my seminars. And, you know, we've seen that happen before. I'm not going to name names, but it's dangerous grounds, right? Because, uh, we're still dealing with beliefs and, and that's still something that we have to, to deal with because we have evidence, but we're still dealing with people's beliefs and that's very easy to manipulate. Who's got the siren on there? 
Sorry, that's that's mine. It's going by the house. Apologize. All right. Uh, I just thought that, you know that was Elizondo coming to get us or something. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. There, it, little suspicious there. I'm gonna just say, but uh, and Celine, I want to get your take on this. I know you're more paranormal, but you love a good UFO every now and again. I do. It's it's definitely not my wheelhouse, but um, for me, I think that if if it was me giving out the information. I don't think that I'd want to just drop the bomb and drop everything right there. I would want to give a little bit at a time because there's there could be a lot that there is to digest. And um, I wouldn't want to tra- cause panic or trauma or anything like that. So maybe there is something more, something bigger, and they're kind of slowing it down so that way it's easier to handle when it comes out. But does anybody on the panel, and I'll open this up to you guys, worry about the narrative? We haven't got the full story. They've now proven, after many of us speculated, that there was a narrative going into this entire discussion starting back in 2017. All right? When they took that DNI report and only went back to 2004, that mm-hmm. totally told me and confirmed with me that the narrative of UFOs, what they are, who they are, where they're from, is absolutely being played into a government narrative. That they're only going to tell us what they want us to know. Does this confirm, if with the holding back of news and what we're seeing right now with the slowdown, that there is a narrative in play that we should be worried about? John, we'll start with you. Well, the, the problem is, is that I think it does. And I, and I think, to be fair, I think Lou's hinted at this for a while. I mean, if he's saying we're in first gear, we're in second gear, we're going into third gear, that means he has a cadence in mind. He has a he has a plan, right? I mean, let's face it. A lot a lot of people that come from Lou's background are, are mission-based people. They, they think in, they think in mission, mission target terms, right? So, so to think that he, that he, even if he wasn't coordinating with anyone else, to think that he doesn't have a plan is, is, would be silly, right? He's going to have some kind of a plan. It may be a very fluid plan, but he does. I think the real challenge, Dave, is that we have, we have no way of knowing, nor do we even have any way of verifying what is behind the narrative, right? Is it, is it, it, I mean, you know, I, I, like I've said to you before, like I've, I've been in, in senior level positions in companies where I've had really good friends in, in, in other departments and we've hung out together and every once in a while, well, someone will go, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get this done. How do you think I should do it? And we've all helped out. And then we've all gone back and done little things in our departments to help that guy out. And because we believed in what he was doing, we thought it was a good idea too. It wasn't sinister. It was just friends that had a common goal. Or it could be, you know, that Lou's got a, a group of, of four or five people that make decisions, but there's someone above them that taps in and says, hey, you know, uh, can, you, can you guys take care of this now? Because I totally agree with, with what we just said, that essentially you would want to have some sort of a cadence. If I was releasing it, I wouldn't want to dump it all at once. Especially, I mean, August is everyone goes on vacation, school starting. There's all. I mean, they even they even postponed the announcement of our giant freaking space laser. That was all supposed to be. That was all ready to be announced like two weeks ago, and they postponed that because of what happened in Afghanistan. So if they're postponing that, like, but the challenge is, is that we just we don't have any way of of even guessing 
what the what the uh, nature of the narrative is, and and we don't have any way of validating it uh, to find out. And so you're left based on trust. We just trust that it's a benign narrative. And well, let me throw something out to back you up, John. Look what happened when the COVID panic first started. And yes, I said the C word, but people was buying everything out of all the stores. We was having political unrest everywhere. If we dropped, this is like the major, you know, I hate to put it that way, but the Independence Day scenario, if, if they drop this thing, you know, hook, line and sinker all at once, Everything that we know sociologically and you know, you know, in the in the world is going to be is going to fall out the window. The what what I would say to that too is, uh, you know, what kind of information are we looking at as well? Because yeah. it's you know, if we're talking about multitude, uh, you know, multiple species, which it appears to be, um, you know, how do you pronounce or how do you announce that to the public? Like, hey, it's not just the greys, but there's also these other species that seem to be working together. When you had that Israeli general that came out, um, it was last year that sort of talked shed. about this. Thank you. I'm horrible with names. Um, the, uh, you know, that's the narrative. The narrative is that we, we are probably being visited, monitored by several uh, entities it's not or earth civilization it's not just one overseeing this it's got to be who may not region. who may not be friendly with each other absolutely we, and we don't know where we stand in the middle of all this like what are we nope. an experiment are we just to be governed over is are they just watching us uh it, it, it's confusing and that's that might be the, the you know the reason to hold back is how do you tell the public that it's open skies as well. There's nothing we can do about it. If they come down, decide to pluck you out in the middle of the night, there's not a single thing we can do about it. And that's what they're worried about telling people is that this, yes, does happen and we can't do anything about it. And yep. what, what's that? And your, your opinion. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I've had some experiences myself um, when it comes to witnessing UFOs and um, seeing whatever it was. Um, and that was, it, it was jarring for me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So if, if they come out and they're just like, hey, there's all these things, you know, that aren't us and we don't have, I mean, it would be, it'd be too much. And, and I think that's a good point, that it, it would be too much uh, for a lot of the public that is out there. I don't deny that whatsoever in this entire argument. You know, maybe it's the old school journalist in me that I, I want the full story. I'm yearning for the full story. I don't want, uh, you know, half a loaf of bread. I want the full loaf of bread, you know, because eventually I'm going to want more sandwiches. And I think when we're getting half a loaf of bread here, that, you know, how the hell did I come up with bread as an example? But none, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, white bread, brown bread, doesn't matter, all right? Everything bagels, it, it doesn't matter. The point that I'm getting at is when, when you're only giving half the story, this is where danger occurs. You're holding it back from the public. And this is where we also see a major weakness in the way the mainstream media has been covering this topic right across the board where they haven't asked the tough questions they haven't gone back and said you know why is the report only going to 2004 what is hiding behind that what about roswell what about the 60,000 people in phoenix all right there are a lot of pointed questions that need to be asked and i'm not putting this on lou elizondo don't get me wrong i am a fan of lou elizondo I really am. I think he his hands are so tied that we are lucky to get what we have out of him. And I'm willing to give him that break. Absolutely. You know, but it doesn't mean that he can't answer any tough questions pertaining to why this subject is being controlled. Hmm. Anybody? I've do you want me to say on that? You go. Go. We got 45 seconds. This is a military career man, a decorated military career man. There are things that goes through this guy's head and through this guy's heart. Believe me, I know. Gary, and I'm going to I'm going to cut you off right there because I'm going to say this. The minute he went public, he went public. He has a responsibility and a duty to the United States public and the world public about telling us what he knows. I'm not asking him to break his NDA or ruin his his uh, career because we all know right now that he's still a, a government agent. We all know that. But at some point, he's got to stick up for the public too in this topic, and we need that news. We're going to get you to hold on right there, panel, because we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. The SOR Roundtable. Heated first half hour discussion. We'll continue it when we get back because John Hudson is just clenching his fist to respond to old Davy Boy here. Jason Guillermo is here from UAP Studies Podcast. And Celine from KPNL and from P3 Productions and Space Out Radio. Gary Spikes Jr. That's a good first half hour, guys. Yeah, during my talk, I accidentally, uh, <clears throat> I didn't say hit my toe, but I started getting a foot cramp. I put through a talk. That's, that was awkward. I hate when that happens. 
I hate with that. No, but you know what was, was really cool is it, is it, is I'm really glad we got the panel we have because, you know, um, you know, Dave and I are, are, are I, mean, it, I mean, some of us are just, are so into this. We were mm-hmm. just, we're so buried in it that sometimes it's, it's, it's impossible to separate yourself from, from your point of view. And, and, you know, I like the fact that, you know, I mean, you know, you guys are, 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 you know, some of you are, are really taking this as, you know, I think, you know, maybe, maybe we should, which is just, Hey, this makes sense. And Hey, this isn't so weird, you know, and, and it might not be, but it could be, <laughs> you know, it, 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 that's the thing. If they're going to hold back information, why, you know, because if we're dealing with one civilization, it's, you know, Hey, we're being visited by the same craft or the same people. But if it's more, much more complex, how do you tell a population? Like we that's- can you guys mentioned that the toilet paper rush of uh, 2020, I mean, that, that in Canada, that's all it was. It was toilet paper. We all freaked out. I think it was the same in the States. Uh, we're not a species that's designed to be taken uh, by surprise like that, especially if you're which saying is, well, yeah. yeah. Which is why, which is why the abduction topic will not be touched for a long yeah, time. Abs- absolutely. Hey, yes. John, there seems that your microphone seems to be sounding a little off tonight. It's got some huh. static in it. I wonder what it, uh, there's not a whole lot to it. Maybe back your gain down a little bit. <laughs> wonder what that? kind of control I actually have. But, you oh. know, it's possible that I'm just too close to it, too. Uh, all right. Chad Smith is here, everyone. Yeah. The Chad Smith has arrived. There he is, everyone. There he is. Is it a USB plug straight into your PC? Uh, into a Mac, yeah. Uh, it does sound like it's overdriving a little bit. Yeah. I wonder... It could go into your settings, your audio settings, and back the game down a little bit. Of course, that is an Apple, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they... they it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the whole uh, you know government UFO phenomenon. They hide stuff from you and only give you what they <laughs> think you well can handle. <laughs> Very well put. You know, I, my my big deal on that whole thing is I think there is a bigger picture here and a bigger, how would we say, controlling factor. But I don't want to be that guy that brings out the conspiracy theories. But there's there's way too much evidence from all aspects of the paranormal, not just UFOs, that we seem to be leading down to something that like a great awakening or something like that. And, and, and it's weird. And it's like, there's a certain faction that of individuals or entities, however you want to put it, that don't want it to happen. Yeah. It's either. Don't yeah, want and, it. and, and I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. I was going to say, and, and the problem is, is that once again, motive matters, right? If, if it, if it's, if it's a group that just is worried about the panic, then Okay. If it's a group that's worried about their religion being disturbed, that's not okay, right? I mean, like you know, it just it, it all depends on what what's motivating that action. Absolutely. And remember that incident uh, when uh, was it the Haley's Comet a little group, religious group with the Nike shoes decided to like you know oh, yeah. drink the Kool Aid. Uh, you know, you're also d- dealing with you know that kind of problem. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, the fake messiahs that i know the answer they speak through me follow me i'll show you what the way um that is a huge problem that's something else we have to watch out for 
for sure. Oh, hundred percent. We got one minute here, guys. One minute. Now, I, I did find uh, an input volume that I was able to turn down. Did that make any difference? No, a little bit. Well, I'll leave that to Gary. He's audio guy. Well, can you still hear me if I have it like that? Yeah, yeah. Come down just a little bit more. Oh, that's as low as it goes. That is, it doesn't have that high end crack to it that it did. All right. Well, let's try this for a little while and. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. I mean, it's not like we can't hear you. You're just your voice isn't as strong as it normally is, man. That's yeah. all, that's all. I'm oh saying. yeah, no, it's just it's, just, it's super curious because I don't mess with these settings and and I use the same setup every night, and so I just I always love it when you get different results out of out of a computer and technically there right. was no input. All right, guys, hold hold on one sec here because we're going to be going here. Big thank you to Jeremy Walker, Dale, Jazz, Sally. Adam, Linda, and Black Dragon for the amazing Super Chats. It's a great way to support this show. Thank you to all the veterans tuned in. Here we go. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on tonight with the SOR Roundtable. We do it near the end of each month where we talk about the month that was and the weird and strange. Joining us tonight from UAP Studies Podcast, we have Jason Guillerme, John Hudson from the Unbiased UFO Report, owner of KPNL Digital Radio and Celine, and from P3 Productions and our YouTube team on Spaced Out Radio, Gary Fumanchu Jr., is here. We really appreciate all of you coming on. Now, John, uh, I saw you right before the break shaking your fist at me about my opinion about the way this story has been handled and about the narrative. I want you to tell the public what you think. So anyone that has career military, right? They're... Um, it's, it's, I don't even know if, a, if allegiance is a strong enough word. Um, their 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 uh, their internal belief of duty. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply is to the it's to the constitution Absolutely. and it's to it's to it's to the united states of america and and i know this may sound odd but that's that's different than the public the public's right for information and um and because essentially the way and i'll be honest like i I haven't even served. I've just I've grown up around enough, and I've worked with enough people that I think I've 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 I've, I've picked it up over time. And that is that none of that freedom of speech matters if if the first part isn't held true, right? So so the the, the focus is always on the stability and longevity of of the government, um, and 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 it's not even like the government as in like the the way it's actively structured today. It's it's almost like the idea of of the government, right? It's it's the it's the concept of, of the United States of America, and so you know while what you said, you know, I think I think you know I think what you said would be true if we were talking about you know um, you know like the the executives at, at Apple, right? At some point they need to look at the greater good of the public over the good of Apple, right? That that makes sense to me. That that and that's even hard for people, but that part that I get. But when you're talking about someone who's who's criminal, especially someone like Lou, yes, I mean, we need to remember what we learned recently about about the roles Lou had. I mean, this is someone who was 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 most likely in a in a in a supervisory role for multiple SAPs mm-hmm. for 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 possibly all of them, <laughs> right? This this guy had a higher rank. Than, than Christopher Mellon. I mean, this this Lou was a big. Uh, he was a serious dude. Yes. All right, Gary. Let's get your opinion. I'm I'm on a back with what John said. I'm just going to change his terminology a little bit. The way that we Please. are is not the government, but it's the ideology behind the United States of America. We make a decision and make a commitment to, to defend this idea ideology against all enemies foreign and domestic whether it be yeah. ourselves when i guarantee you when lou goes to bed at night there are things in that man's head that he wants to forget but he can't there are things in that man's heart that he wants to say but he can't because i deal and i'm not near i wasn't near at the level that he is but the same is happening to me it is an internal conflict, and that's the reason, I, 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 Dave. You know, I love you like a brother, and I stand behind you one hundred percent. But I have to stand behind my brother in arms, and I have to stand by his ide- ideology of that because it's there's no telling what this guy knows, and he, I'm sure he wants to say it, but what is going to happen in his mind and in this country and in this world if he releases all of this? No, and I understand. And, and like I said, I'm not saying that he needs to break his NDAs. Yeah. I'm not saying that whatsoever. 
I think he's been incredibly brave with the information that he gets. But the other point that John made earlier, and I'm going to kind of switch it off here, and Jason, I'm going to go throw to you here in a second. But John also said that they they had to watch where the where they were putting out the information because the one thing that Lou Elizondo and and Sean Cahill sometimes did and Lou more than Sean was that they would put out information on smaller shows shows with very limited listenership now that's great for that show because it's going to bring a lot of listeners who are following every move that Elizondo and Cahill do However, when you go and drop information, you want to make sure that there is a massive audience whom you can share that with right off the bat. I'll give you an example of that. Okay, I gave Jeremy Corbell a couple of years ago a little bit of crap, and I hit him up on the air for it, you know, not out of jealousy, but because out of reality of why he chose to put Bob Lazar and give Bob Lazar an interview with a with a channel like Secure Team Ten, and 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 the fact that that channel at that time before uh, the the channel's owner got into some legal issues, okay, but he had been known as a UFO hoaxer, putting up a bunch of CGI videos of UFOs, and it was very unpopular to those in the UFO community. And Jeremy flat out said on this show, and I agree with him on that, 2.1 million subscribers. 2.1 million subscribers. And I agreed with him. As much as I was grinding my teeth that I wanted Lazar, I wanted a shot at him because I had some very poignant questions that I would like to ask, but that 2.1 million... I didn't have. And I think that's one of the things that that going forward in the messaging that they may now be getting that, look, Lou, you may get, like to give everybody some tidbits every now and again, but if you got a, a show with 50 listeners and you got a show coming up with 15,000 listeners, you got to save that, that detail for those 15,000. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense because they're trying to get a bigger bang for your, I would say, bigger bang for your buck. They're not really making any money off of this, but uh, you go where the crowd is. But it's nice if they give a bone to, you know, the smaller podcast as well, sort of, you know, help build the community, especially the the UFO community. Uh, I mean, it's so welcoming, and I've been blown away by everybody's generosity, actually, in this field. So I think Lou's the same. Lou did, uh, you know, a couple interviews with uh, people just starting off in podcasting. So I think he's been very generous with his time that way. And even we're talking about him taking a break. If you're about to release a bunch of new stuff or maybe go at it again, you would need a break in between, right? It's just like a fighter. If you're going to go in, you know, for another punch or something, you want to take a step back, take a breather, and then go back in. And I think that might be what Lou is up to. You know, I'd like to Agreed. give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, and, and the one thing I would add as well is that, you know, uh, part of this whole um, missed defense thing that, that was supposed to be announced, um, you know, two weeks ago that's been postponed. Mm-hmm. One of the things we learned a little about is, is what is involved in getting something that's attached to an SAP program um, made public. How who in the chain has to be involved and who has to approve it. 
And this is something that has to, you know, anything involving any kind of SAP work, you're talking about the DNI and the president. And, and so, and that tough stuff takes time to queue, right? You got, you got to get on people's schedules. You have to, you have to fit in other people's, you know, paradigms and so forth. Right. And so there, there could be some, you know, natural reason for it. You know, uh, Lou did bring up the fact that um, 60 minutes is going to rerun their special this, this Sunday. And, um, and so, you know, so he kind of hinted at the fact that this is kind of a, of a, of a rehash period for people to kind of read up and catch up and so forth. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem is I think you can explain this in a very benign way. I think you can, if you can describe this in, in a medium way. And I think you can describe this in a very nefarious way. And it all depends on, on people's intentions and, and, and what was the motivation and the catalyst for behavior. And those are things that are very hard for us to ever discover. You know, John, you brought up a good point that I was actually wanting to ask a question about. We hear a lot of this in all of the smaller podcasts and all of the, you know, the fringe UFO stuff. Why are we not hearing more of this on the mainstream media? I mean, if this is that big of a deal, you know, I know he did the 60 minute special, but that was that you don't hear a lot more of that. They seem to be wanting to. And I'm not turning this political. I'm asking it as a serious question, but they seem to be wanting to stream more of political unrest and stuff. Is that part of that bait and switch, or is it just they're not? I, 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 I could be wrong, but I think that part. I think that part is very practical because what you'll see is you'll see that you know what you know. It's so, it's really interesting the cadence that comes out because basically you know what gets talked about on mainstream show mainstream shows in UFO right are things that are not new to any of us to do research, mm -hmm. right? There, there's stuff we all know, right? Then you look at what's been done in the major, right? 60 minutes, right? And that stuff, that's old, right? I mean, they cover stuff that we but were John, talking about like two years ago. John, I'm going to so, uh, yeah. step in here because we recently had Space.com give us the exact same article as three years ago, a week yep. ago, uh, just a few days ago. Okay, Bingo. and as Jeremy in the chat room states, we're done with rehashing. We're done with those three videos, okay? If anybody wants to talk about those three videos, because we now know how they came out, but nobody has ever asked point blank why the TTSA was never sued by the United States Navy for putting their logo on a for-profit company on a United States Navy product. Nobody, I mean, that's that's the Good question point. that needs to be asked. Okay, there's all these pointed questions that that we're rehashing over and over and over again, and that's the struggle that we're having. When Space.com comes out or 60 Minutes comes out and rehashes everything that we know the last three years that we have heard every day, and not just us because we're in the UFO field, but the mainstream public as well, that's where the danger is. I mean, we have all pinned our hopes on on the bow-tied Tucker Carlson, who is still asking the same questions he did three years ago. Like, Tucker, 
your say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're an alleged journalist, even though you're not a journalist, you're more of a commentator, okay? But you definitely know that that report goes back to 2004, yeah, not 1947, okay? Or the Foo Fighters of World War II, 1939 to 1945. Yep, but I, but I think this answers Gary's question, and that is that we're guinea pigs, Basically, they, they test messages on smaller crowds. They see what kind of effect they get. Then they try it in a larger crowd. They see what kind of effect they get. If nothing's blown up, then it shifts out to 60 minutes. And that takes time. And so you have this cadence of material that's being you know, guinea pigged on, on smaller groups. And it slowly rolls out. And it sounds like there's about a three-year three click to it, right? And, and so, and so, you know, yeah, for people that are watching all of it, it looks oh, ridiculous. John, I, will, I, 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 I love you, but I'm going to disagree with you here. Because, <laughs> and the reason why is a media outlet with trusted journalists like 60 Minutes doesn't wait for the AOK. They know they dropped the ball and they dropped the ball on their story. Okay. And they were playing catch up with that report. All right. I don't buy for a second, and I'm probably in the minority here as someone who has actually worked in mainstream media, and it's one of the things that I actually do know about in my life, and I tell you, I could break down a hockey game like nothing thanks to working in media. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the one thing I do know is an outlet like 60 Minutes should have reported on that three years previous. Okay? Yes. One of their editors or editor team decided not to run that story because they were foolish. And once they realized that there was something there, okay, that's when they got on their high horse and butchered the story that they could have told. So I don't believe that for a second. Which they think they did a great job of and are rerunning on Sunday. Well, of course, because of the ratings. It may, they may think it was a terrible job, which it was, okay, but the ratings impacted a replay. That's what it is. It's money. 
See, I would say that Canadian media is even far worse for anything. You know, uh, they waited how long until they started covering it on CTV or global news. You know, they're always behind. They'll they'll wait till the the waters have been tested before they'll even cover the subject. And and I'm quite disappointed in Canada for that. They should be on the ball. Absolutely. Jason, I'm going to ask you a question here for our Canadian Mm -hmm. listeners and uh, Canadian Dave here. Okay. I, I, I believe you have done some interviews across Canada about this topic. Did a few, yeah. Okay, me too, me too. H- have you ever been asked by a Canadian media outlet, I'm not talking a podcast outlet, I'm saying ma- mainstream media outlet, have you ever been asked in any of the questions that you have taken regarding Canada's role in ufology and is it happening here? I haven't been asked by any major uh program i think in november i'm doing a a, or helping the cbc radio one do some uh, special on uh, uaps across canada but yeah i haven't had anybody really ask me what canada's role in all of this has been and of course canada is as much involved in this as the united states has been absolutely uh, yeah since the get-go and you know we're not that innocent country that doesn't know anything Exactly. Uh, Yeah, we do. The reason why I ask you that, and I apologize for cutting you off, okay? The reason why I ask you that is because I've probably done 20 interviews on this subject across Canada, and not a single mainstream radio station except one, which is a station that we broadcast on on Saga 960 in Mississauga, Ontario, has asked me, if Canada is involved. I've baited them into the question, baited them, and they never took the bait on whether or not Canada. They're only interested in what's happening in the United States. Like this problem is below the 49th parallel. That's where all the woo is. Yeah, yeah. it only happens in the States, right? Exactly. That's the point I'm getting at. That's the point I'm getting at. We're going to move on here, gentlemen and lady, because uh, we haven't heard from yeah. Can I bring up one quick point? Because sure. I, I, I meant to mention this earlier. When Elizondo was talking about the the ninety day report that has to be filed, uh, and, and you and I had talked before about the fact that the the requirements specifically said that anything you report that you that you should have reported before but you haven't must be reported in in the in the current meeting. What he said is that requirement goes back to the forties. He specifically said. That requirement goes back to the 40s. So he is expecting information going that far back to slowly come out in in each 90-day report as it becomes available. And that's the first time I've heard him ever talk about data coming out prior, uh, you know, uh, prior to 2000, you know, 2004. And so I just thought you'd appreciate hearing that because I know, you know, you don't have talked about the, the frustration of data, you know, o- older than, you know, uh, a teenager. No, a- absolutely. We're going to turn the tides here. So we got about five minutes to go before we need to go uh, to break at the top of the hour. Our guest tonight on the roundtable, we have Stetson John Hudson 
from the Unbiased UFO Report, Anne Celine from KPNL Digital Radio, Gary Spikes Jr. from P3 Productions, and our Spaced Out Radio YouTube guru. He's the guy who buys all of our followers. And, of course, Jason Gilmet from UAP Studies Podcast. And we're going to go to experiencers here. Because the one thing that I have noticed over the last year, but mainly in the last, oh, let's say two months, experiencers are getting ripped all over the place. Like their opinion is like a, a fly on your food where you are shooing them away because they have no business being here. And I'm seeing a lot of this. I'm seeing a lot of podcast hosts go after experiencers. I'm seeing a lot of chat rooms go after experiencers. And uh, Gary, I want to start you off with this one because I know we're going to end up carrying this over the break. Now, are you talking in the UFO community? It doesn't or, matter. Know? does not matter the community. It seems like there's an argumentative, uh, how would we say, attitude about it. But yeah, I, I would say that it's like people, they're, they're stuck in their opinion and don't want to listen to anybody else's and it's not right. Okay. It, I would say it's okay to question, uh, people, if they're going to be on your podcast question, you know, but within certain limits, you don't want to invite somebody over your podcast and completely tear them down or try to find holes in their story. I mean, that's not the place to do that. Um, uh, and, and, you know, some of these people rather go on podcasts and seek maybe help that they should be getting. Uh, hypnotherapy is not always the answer to any event that takes place, especially within ufology. But, you know, if it's okay to say some people with mental illness do end up seeing things as well, it just because you're bipolar doesn't mean you're not going to see a UFO. I mean, that still exists. Uh, unfortunately, everybody gets painted with quite a broad brush when it comes down to being an experiencer or trying to talk about something that they've experienced. Uh, everybody sort of gets painted with that. Well, it's putting you in a cuckoo category as opposed to listening to what the person has got to say. Now, let me, let me play devil's advocate for a second, right? Because let me, let me say, first off, I, I agree with you, Dave, and I, I think it's really kind of crazy the way this is all being handled. And I think, it, I think it's, I think, I'm not sure there's any place to be specifically trying to trip people up and tear them down, right? I mean, that's just not, you know, good behavior. But look at it from this point of view. If, if I'm trying to decide whether aliens actually exist, if I'm trying to decide whether UFOs actually come here, if I'm that far back in the decision tree, right? I don't necessarily want to hear from someone who already believes. They're tainted. And now it's not tainted in a bad way, but they're tainted. They're already deep, deep, deep on that side of the tree, right? So if I'm way up on the on the branch system, I I don't want to hear from those people yet. Now, if I end up down that path, yeah, I do. But right now I don't because they're believers. I want to talk to people that are a similar level that I am. And so there could be a little bit of that going on. But I think unfortunately you know, I think, unfortunately, I think part of what's happened is I think that because of the, the, the way information used to come out, because of the amount of hoaxing that used to come out, that there's a certain percentage of the UFO community that is just here for the fun of debugging stuff. They're just here for the fun of technically dissecting things and trying to figure out what's wrong. And they enjoy 
figuring out that it was it was a fraud and that's it like i don't know if you've noticed but no one talks about the stuff that no one's debunked like no no one no one gets out and says this one's real that's not well, what happens. Let me, so let me, the stuff that, that's kind of real ends up fading off into the distance and no one talks about it. Everyone wants to talk about the broken stuff. So part of it, too, is that we have a culture of people that want to tear it apart. Well, let me back you up just for a second. In the paranormal community. 20 seconds. Up until a little while ago, and we're rolling in, it used to be common question, do you have a history of drug abuse or mental illness? Anymore, that's taboo. Oh, my God, how dare you ask me that? Well, that's just a question. That's that was a common factor in the paranormal community. You try to cross over into Bigfoot and cryptid community, and they want to slit your throat. All right, I'm going to get you guys to hold on right there. We're going to continue this talk because I feel the gloves are starting to loosen up on the wrists, and I feel they may fall to the ice because we're going to talk experiencers. Because I'll, I'll throw the shot out right over the bow of some of these guests here that are with us tonight. If you've never seen aliens, you never know what it's like to have an experience. Absolutely. All right. How could you? Well, we'll debate it when we come back. John. Oh, I'm going to have some fun here. John Hudson. We got Jason Gilman and Celine Gary Spikes Jr. The SOR Roundtable continues right after this. All right. I, I, uh, time out. Time out. Time out. Yeah. I don't want any talk during the break about this subject because I want to save it for the radio side. Okay. All right. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I right. had something to say. Well, you, you, you can finally speak when we get on the air. How about that? <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs> and is due. Yeah, she's due. You want to talk, just show your fangs. We'll all back off. <laughs> Come on. Let, Come on let, let, let's see the fangs. Come on. Come on. <laughs> There you go. Oh, nice. Uh, Look at those. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty, eh? Very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Oh, it breaks any habit you? you might have of chewing your lip, huh? Uh-huh. The what? Break any habit you might have of chewing your bottom lip. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the best food uh, to eat? <laughs> I bet you she could chop an apple like anything right now, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're actually really sharp. Oh yeah, nice. Hey Dave. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat uh, suggested that I I log out and and log back into the stream. That that might have some. Yeah, yeah we could try. You know, yeah, yeah, we could try that. Let's do it right now because we're on okay. a longer break here. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll just leave and come right back. Okay. Uh, hi there, uh, D Swagger. How are you? Nice to see you back. And who else is here? M. Coons. What's happening, M. Coons? Uh, who else is here? Um, let's see here. Oh, I have been battling indigestion all day. I had some overly spicy uh, uh, butter chicken for lunch. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it, Dave loves it, but Dave's stomach apparently doesn't like it anymore. Oh, goodness. Getting older sucks. That's It, it does. That's, yeah. That's right. true. Hi, John. Hello. Got any better? Welcome uh, back. Way, wow. Way better. I think so. All right. Well, whoever recommended that in the chat, nice. thank you. Yes, we better uh, plug that thing in. 
My goodness. Oh. All right, you guys chat with the YouTube uh, crowd. I'll be right back, guys. I gotta go now to we the- can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love's <our> chance. Right? <laughs> J- Jason, how how long how long have you been have you been like, you know, really into this this field? Do you know what? I, I think probably about a year and a half, I would say, is when it like about I really got into it. I mean, I read How are you books. feeling? It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just crazy. And talking to all these, you know, big time ufologists and, and getting to learn from them. This is just a whirlwind. It's, it's crazy. But uh, I'm enjoying it. Like, you know, the people I get to talk to, the things I get to learn or, or hear about. Like, I'm a sucker for the stories as well, right? So... So yes, one I'm... thing I'll be curious about is I'll I love to talk to you again in in a little while because I have this hypothesis that there's a that there's a normal story arc that we all go through because yeah, oh, yeah. I, I got into this about um, about six years ago maybe five years ago and uh, you know I'd always been into this but I had ignored it for most of my life and I just happened to start getting back into it um, uh, in 2015 right before 2015 happened so you know flawless timing. And I have this like, uh, hypothesis. There's a story arc where we all start out in propulsion, yeah. right? We really focus on the physics and the and you know how, how do you form the, the you know the warp bubble and all this stuff. Right? And that's what I did. I, I, my my personal love is physics. That's what I I'm focused on. And so uh, you know you fo- and then you, you get to this point where you, you just can't go any further, and you have no choice but to start. You well, I'm just going to study consciousness. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. I'm going to focus on consciousness. And then you find the rabbit hole, right? And consciousness leads you to NDE stuff. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm not doing religious research. This is physics. Like, what happened to me, right? And then you find yourself, you know, t- talking about mediums and like, and like, you know, uh, past life regression and all this wacky stuff. And the next thing you know, you, you're, you're talking to people who, who talk about ghosts and you're like, okay, maybe. You know, yeah. and you're like, what happened? Yeah. You know, like, how did I yeah. get here? Right? It's it's a it's a it's, it's like, a crazy adventure, man. It's like looking ahead and saying, I'm never going to become that guy. And then a few years uh-huh. later, you're like, I'm that guy. Exactly. Um, but wait, exactly. let me explain to you why. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And it's so funny. It's just like it's it's really it's um you know it's uh yeah it's 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 trippy it's it's i'll be really because the one thing that i have found which i i like is that i found that if you look at you know if you look at a lot of the people that have been researching this for a while um you know depending on where they are on their adventure the one thing that a lot of us seem to get out of it in in all in all different ways i509 is we lose our fear of death not right. me man not me no, except for Dave. Dave's the one exception. Max Ritchie. And, uh, and yeah. it's, it's a weird thing. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why, that, why that's such a big deal, but it's, it's a very common outcome. Going to get you guys to hold on. Hello, Terrence. How are you, Terrence? What is happening? That's my buddy Terry in Toronto. He's uh, sitting on Young Street waiting for the Maple Leafs uh, Stanley Cup parade. And Oh, yeah. oh. And low blow. Max Ritchie, how are you? No, no, well deserved, well deserved. Chris Mo in Austria, how are you? Good to have you here. All right, uh, I want to say a big thank you to Black Dragon, Linda, Adam, Sally, Jazz, Walker, and Jeremy for the amazing super chats. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. 
hello, Red. How are you? Nice to have you here. And uh, we're going to get going here in five seconds. Get your horns up, people. Bumblefoot is coming. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio, dual Davy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Icarescent. Icarescent is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on tonight with the SOR Roundtable. We do it near the end of each month, where we talk about the month that was in the Weird of Strange, and Weird, and, of course, UFOs. Joining us tonight from UAP Studies Podcast, we have Jason Gilmet. We have John Hudson from the Unbiased UFO Report, and Celine, owner of KPNL Digital Radio, and, of course, Gary Spikes, Jr., Bigfoot researcher, Fu Manchu extraordinaire, and we continue on tonight. And I want to get your opinion on the fact that experiencers lately, doesn't matter whether it's paranormal, supernatural, cryptid, or UFOs, aliens, we always seem to be Mm -hmm. shoving the experiencer to the side of late. We don't want their information. It's all about science. It's all about facts and proof. And the anecdotal evidence now means nothing. Right. Well, I want to build off what was said before the break. Um, I think that we experiencers are challenging people's comfort. I know for me, I didn't really look into Sasquatch. I didn't really want to hear people's stories. I, I wasn't ready for that. And then you throw me into my own experience, and now it's changed. And now I'm more willing to do the research and I'm willing to look at the stories. But before, I have to be honest, there's there's a bit of fear. And I wasn't ready to go down that road. So I think that a lot of people will cast experiences aside due to fear. And ridicule. Because mm-hmm. there is a large part of ridicule that is going along with that. And look, the scientific studies, Jason, I don't think are wrong. Don't get me wrong. We need that. We need to figure out what these craft are. We need to figure out where they're coming from. But I can tell you this. From an experiencer's point of view, I think, especially when it comes to UFOs and extraterrestrial contact, I really believe that the that the UFO public who has had experiences are closer to the answers than somebody like Avi Loeb who wants to start a study. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply trying to figure out where these people or where these craft are coming from and if they're out there yeah and there's probably good chances that some people on this planet are already aware of where they're coming from and you know what uh, what is out there uh, it's you know i think we keep pondering that question where are they from it's like and it angers me that i know there's people that know this that you know is it you know zeta recticuli you know a and b we don't you know i i'm pretty sure at this point it's probably safe to say that you know it keeps popping up in conversations and, and you know different people that i interview so probably say that might be a star system that does harbor life that they're able to come here um as experiencers that's that's the part where my heart is at i, I you know somebody who says they've been abducted i want to hear their case you know like hear them out first because i think if you want to know why they're here look at the abductees what is it about the abductees that they're so fascinated about? What is it about their DNA or the physicality of this person that makes them come out? I mean, that's a big thing about the operation here. They have to come in the middle of the night, which, you know, it kind of sounds like a fairy tale, but, you know, they usually come at night to take somebody into a ship that is designed to have medical procedures done into it. There's a table in it there's you know actual chairs in case you have multitude of people in there they could sit on the side which has been reported many times this is a big endeavor exactly it's 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 a huge endeavor this would cost hundreds of trillions of dollars to to do on a global scale so yes i want to hear the experiencers because a lot of them have similarities to their story or maybe something about them that's specific and I'm always curious about what diseases do they have. Like I'm type one diabetic. Do they take diabetics? Is it that they, you know, they skip all the diabetics altogether? Like what diseases do people have exactly? Um, what is it about them that makes them so special? Well, and and the thing is, is it? But you know what you do, and I'll, know, I'll just make a side note. All that all that high tech to do that, and they mm-hmm. still put people's clothes on backwards when they're done. Yeah, I mean, like, like what? That's totally what happens when you have hired help. Um, But uh, the thing is, is the way you phrased it, the way you talked about it, 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 it's clear in your language that you personally, to some level, have accepted the idea that that 
UAPs, UFOs are real, and that that the aliens are at some level visiting or have visited Earth. Once you've made that conclusion, now the experiencers are almost the only people you want to talk to because they've actually talked to the bloody aliens, right? So it's like, if you want to go talk to the horse's mouth, right? That's who you talk to. But until you've made that decision, they're... Because the thing is, what if you decide that they're not real? Now all those people are crazy, right? If you decide they are real, then all those people are, are the most valuable resources in the world. So until you've made that choice, until you've decided what you believe... It, it's triage. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I've never mentioned this on the show before. I was talking to a very high insider in this subject. I'm going to leave this person's name out. And I had mentioned to him about my good friend, a good friend of this show, Samantha Mowat. And Jason, you need to get Samantha on the air for your show. Okay, Samantha will blow your mind with her. You got to hook me up. Hook I, me up. I, I, yourself, I, can, I could totally do that. Okay, and I will tell you this, because they were asking if there was anybody that I knew who could help transition eventually into the alien talk, and I and I brought forward Samantha. I always do, because she is, in my opinion, the best kept secret in ufology. Even though m- more people are starting to hear of her of late and starting to pay attention to her, but that being said. All right. I can tell you this. I was told by this insider who is very well versed in this story that they had no intention of working or bringing Samantha Mowat in at this time because she was so far ahead of the game that it would absolutely freak people out if it got onto television or there was or it got into the mainstream media okay that the world was not ready for people like samantha and this person did not deny what he had learned about samantha at all he's like she is the real deal and i and i said i told you so i told you so and dave i'll be honest with you i'm not i'm still not totally comfortable hearing you say that there's a part of me that wants her to be wrong, that wants her to be crazy, because what she talks about, it, it's, it's, it's not easy to swallow. It really isn't. It's very uncomfortable. And it's, it's, some of it, she, like, she, she handles it like a champ. Like, she's just like, oh, well, it's just like this and like this and like this. And she's adapted extremely well. I mean, she, and she presents it very, very well. But when you start internalizing it and thinking, what would it be like if you were experiencing what she was, what she experienced? Dude, I have. That's or, or, or my, or my daughter. I mean, my God, I mean, like, uh, uh yeah. it's like, uh, that's, that's so I agree with this guy you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would, I would keep Samantha in a very, very nice, you know, housing development, feed her well, and just, you know, keep her there for a couple of years before until, you know, everyone's ready. And She's by the intense. way, in, in a couple of weeks, Samantha will be on, uh, doing monthly visits on spaced out radio with Lynn Wallington, our weekend host. Oh, and, cool. I, and I believe the first one where Samantha will be on will be, let me check here, it will be on September 12th, and that'll be on our YouTube channel. So, you know, I mean, 
it, it it's absolutely phenomenal. But but I mean, we get to the point of the experiences. Gary, uh, you know, recently we had you back on as a guest to talk about your Sasquatch story, and where oh. you were you were literally two feet away from a Sasquatch staring mm-hmm. at you while you were sleeping in your vehicle, and that's an anecdotal story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is. We choose whether or not to believe you. We believe mm-hmm. you because you can hear it in your voice, your emotions, and everything that goes through. This is what concerns me about the argument that we are having these days regarding the experiencer, all right? Because we sure there's no photograph, sure there's no evidence, there's no uh, Sasquatch poop on the bottom of your shoe or, or anything along those lines, okay? But here's what we do know, all right? We do know you had an experience that was very real to you, mm-hmm. and we can choose whether or not we want to believe you. The problem that we're having out there that I see is that we have too many people immediately, without knowing you, Absolutely. attacking you because they don't believe you. It's not just like, I don't believe this guy. It is, this guy's a nut bar. This guy is obviously crazy. He doesn't believe, you know, he's probably having nightmares from his military service and it's transitioned to this. We, you know, Sasquatch doesn't exist. Who's this guy trying to fool? Now, I'll give you an example here before I go. Speaking of Samantha, I did a podcast recently where I was asked about my experience with Samantha in the forest where we were 200 feet away from an extraterrestrial. All right. The criticism I took in that chat room for that story, which doesn't bother me, but I'm just giving you as an example here, is incredible. From this, oh, I got to go back and look. From this guy being a nut bar to I don't believe this guy, and and here's the thing that pe- that and I realize people are are done with stories. I get that, but you know what? You weren't there. You weren't there to see my emotions of where I was frozen stiff. Okay, because when I was in that forest, hanging out with Samantha, looking at this alien two hundred feet in front of us in the middle of the day. I didn't see Jason Gamet there. I didn't see John Hudson there or Anne Celine there or Gary Spikes Jr. or any of our audience there. So don't sit there and try and tell me what I saw compared to what I didn't see. And I agree with the point, guys. And Jason, we'll get to you after this. I agree with the point that that for a lot of people out there, they're only going by what they're hearing and they're going to make up their mind on that. But there's difference between not believing and being so harshly critical that you're going to try and shoot that person down and kill their reputation. Well, let me let me say one little phrase. Yeah. If it wasn't for the experiencers, experiencers and experiences, the scientist would have nothing to study. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good point. Yeah, no, the experiences is... Which um, is one of the reasons why they've stayed away. <laughs> okay, let's get to Jason. Now, let's say the experiencers um, is where it's at. Now, obviously, it's, you know, the, for me, devil's in the details. I've said that several times. Um, you know, when you hear about uh, Betty Hill, when she's talking about how uh, one entity came in from another room that Barney was in and got all excited... And she wondered why. And then he put his hands inside her mouth and he starts prying on her teeth. And then he asked her, why isn't your teeth being removed from your mouth like your husband's? 
and she had to explain to them what dentures were. Now, if you're telling a phony baloney story, why would you throw in that level of detail, right? Uh, so for them, they got all excited. Oh, my God, these things, teeth removed from their mouth. Like, he thought he would show the other crew on the other side the same thing. So that level of detail is like, wow. Um, if there's no validity there, that is a great storyteller. It's right? those little things. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. And I always wonder about, like, smells. Tell me about the smells. Like, you had a, a, a Sasquatch sighting. You know, what, what was the smell? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Same thing on the ship. Like if I was, you know, aboard a craft and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to forget this. I'd smell everything, like smell every, you know, table, everything I could to try to get so, some sort of, of you know, um, memory back at some point when I get a whiff of something that reminds me of it. Uh, so, you know, the experiencers, it, it is where it's at because without them, we don't know what these. Absolutely. You know, I, it, yeah. And I'm, I'm talking UFOs here, but I mean, it's the same thing with, with Sasquatch or, or, or anything else. Uh, you know, it's what, what details are they giving you and how credible do you find their story? Right. Absolutely. I want to get to a point here because Chris in our chat room brings up a very good point. He goes, Spaced Out Radio is the only chat I go to now. So ugly in the other ones when experiencers are brought up. We're attacking these people for no mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. For no reason. We, I know there's a host out there who has literally ruined a number of people. And he's a mm-hmm. Canadian host. And we literally are trying to book this guy for this show, and he and he now has such a taste after going on another Canadian show's host, or, or another Canadian host show, that this guy absolutely trampled him and his research without even talking to him about it. Totally set hmm. him up. So I had to guarantee a list of of uh, of things that we would not do in order to get this guy on. And and they were all simple things like let me finish a sentence, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the crap 
that we are dealing with on a, on a basis. And then you get a lot of show hosts out there where I know there are listeners in our chat room right now who have been attacked because they have experiences and other and they brought them on other podcasts and those podcast hosts have absolutely ripped them apart in front of their audience and their audience literally chased them off. Why do that? If you don't agree with something, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm just not buying your story. I'm sorry. It's okay to be polite rather than absolutely carve them a new one and make them feel so horrible about what they are experiencing because you're not standing in their shoes. And I know you're looking like you want to say something. Um, no, I mean, I agree. It's, it's one of those things where it's very difficult. Um, it's something new to me being, uh, in that realm of things. And, and I've definitely been attacked when it comes to my own stories. And, um, I have definitely been around some other people that have cut me down immediately when I've went to tell my story. Um, and it's almost like they try to pick it apart to find that they so badly want to make what you're saying just nothing that it's not true and they will go to any length to do it. And I, again, I feel like it's out of fear. Um, I feel like it's out of, they don't want their perfect little world, their comfort to be destroyed but um, what you really have to ask, what are they going through internally? Because they've got something so ugly inside of them that they're now projecting it out on you. You know? Yep. And, and some so. of it is, is, it's very normal. It's like, there are so many people in this field that started with Bob Lazar. Like, that's what got them interested. And they really believed Bob Lazar. I was one of them. And then I don't even remember what did it, but there was something that happened at some point where basically like a lot of us completely gave up on Bob Lazar and it was hard. I mean, it was, I was depressed for, cause he was the only real evidence I had, at least that I felt that UFOs were real. So if he wasn't legit, then you have like, I, my, I was, I was young, right? It's like, I was sad. I was like depressed. And, so I think a lot of people went through that experience. And so now they're out there going, well, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe in you again and get my hopes up and get all excited and then have it all fall apart oh, again. Yeah. So I'm going to debug you. I'm going to debunk you now to save myself the pain and suffering of falling for your you know, stuff. And then, and then yeah. learning later that you're full of it. So it's, it's very defensive. It's very based on fear. You're totally right. Yeah, I agree with that. Perfectly said. And even with Bob, I mean, um, when you listen to his story, you can say, okay, well, you could dismiss the whole thing. But what you can't dismiss is the fact that he would drive two hours and 40 minutes with a whole group of people to bring him out in the middle of a desert, middle of nowhere, to see a UFO fly, oh. and they all witnessed it. So, I've gone back and forth five times with Bob. Yeah, right. it's it's like if he was lying, those, yeah. those people wouldn't wouldn't come forth and say, yeah, you know, he did totally. bring us out. We did see something. Uh, you know, when you look yep. at those, uh, it, just that alone, like how would he know that two hours and 40 minutes away from Las Vegas, they were flying this, this craft every Wednesday exactly. at seven o'clock. Like, how would he know that? Yep. 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 
But the thing is, is that it's uh, is, is and someone else said it earlier about the fact that that the part of the challenge is is that this field is still wrapped in belief systems. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not science. It's not data yet, right? Yeah. And whenever you have belief systems that people tie them to their egos and they defend their belief system the same way they would defend their own their own reputation, their own honor. That's the whole reason why products try to turn their brand into a belief system. Like that's the whole reason why the Republican Party and the Democrat Party in the US have tried to turn their stuff into a belief system because they know it causes people to act very emotionally and become very defensive of the idea as if they're defending their own child, right? Right. And right now a lot of the UFO world is in that state and it makes all of this so much harder and so much more volatile. Very true. Very true. As we got about just under two minutes left, Gary, you know, as a Bigfoot ex- experiencer that you are, I mean, you see it in that community too. We focus on UFOs, but you're seeing it in that community quite as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm seeing it in every community, even the paranormal. It's, it's, I, I, somebody commented, it, maybe it's society with all the, the, everybody being on lockdown, they're getting more nasty. I don't think it is. But the, the biggest thing that I, that I could say is, Folks, be careful who you're ripping apart because this is a traumatic experience for most people and you are affecting them for the rest of their life. How you present this, be respectful about it. Quit being a prick for the lack of better terms. It's, it's, you're, you're, you're damaging people that's already damaged goods. Help heal. Or insult on the wound. Yes, absolutely. It, you know, I don't want to say it's like the Me Too movement, but if you have had an assault on your person, a violation of some sort, which a lot of these people do have, depending on the experience, uh, and then they're trying to talk about it and then you shut them down, uh, that's basically tell them, don't talk to me about it, right? I don't want to hear about it because it's uncomfortable. It, it You know, anything that makes us uncomfortable as a society, we don't want to... It doesn't exist. Think about the 1950s. Like, you know, next door neighbor was beating his wife. Nobody batted an eye at him. You know, said good morning to him every morning and just went about your business. Shut your mouth. You didn't see anything. That mentality is still kind of lingering in, yes. in our societies. But uh, No, you're very true. Uh, crew, I'm going to get you to all hold on here because we are going to go to break at the bottom of the hour here on Spaced Out Radio. And what I want to come up with next is fakers. People who fake evidence, fake who they are in order to get more camera time, more video time, more documentary time. Let's get into it. We may not bring up names, but we'll bring up experiences. And Celine, Gary Spikes Jr., John Hudson, and Jason Gamet join us next here on Spaced Out Radio as the roundtable continues to end out the month. All right, we're clear. And, and Jason, let me just add, Samantha is a beautiful person. I mean, a really beautiful person, right? But, but just keep in mind, um, you know, if if you 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 were in the, the the kiddie pool and then you went into like the shallow end and maybe you're in the deep end, she's like the Marianas Trent. I mean, she's like right. yeah. she's down there, right? And oh, so, yeah. you know, those just, are the people that it, I'm looking for. 
Well, then yeah. she's perfect for you. Yeah. She's yeah. perfect for you. My, sp- my, my spiritual guru, Pascal, is in the uh, is in the chat room tonight. And Pascal it can tell you point blank that everything that I've gone through is 100% true. I mean, you want to you want to see some serious woo, Jason? I, I should get you to meet with Pascal. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Pascal and I did this experiment before the aliens came. We did this experiment, and I and I I ask anybody can do this. Put yourself in a completely black room. Okay, not just a room where you turn the lights out. Okay, we're talking taping up the doorways, taping up the windows with with black garbage bags over black garbage bag over black garbage bag to get as pure darkness as possible. And I could tell you this, man. I could tell you this that <coughs> the shit you will see when you are completely in the dark is unbelievable. The first time Pascal and I did that, we actually, like, we're sitting, like, three feet away from each other and cannot see each other. That's how black this room is. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we literally watched a solar system start spinning between us up at the ceiling of the room. And you would see little shoot-offs of these little orbs. Like the solar system was maybe only this big. Okay, like this is the stuff we're talking about. And at one point, I was literally going like this with my hand, and I could see my hand glowing. Okay, Pascal could not see my hand glowing. But they, go, they, do you know if it makes a difference if you just cover the eyes versus blo- blocking out the room? No, you you want complete black, like a complete black room. It is insanely mm. awesome. It's freaky because, like, you can't you can't see your hand right here. You can't. And I I I, I would love anybody to try this out. It's phenomenal. And yeah, I got it. Because I have the thing is, if if you if you if you cover your eyes, if you block all the light eyes after uh, 
it, it sometimes happens in 10 minutes, but it will definitely happen in 20 minutes. You will start to see all sorts of crazy stuff as well. Like you oh, will dude. see colors, mm-hmm. you will oh, see John. all sorts of, of all your, your mind, your mind will eventually, your mind gets bored enough. It starts manufacturing yeah. its own entertainment. Yeah, this is, um, so I was kind of curious how this contrasts to that. Oh, dude, it, this is totally different. I know exactly what you're talking about. Totally different. So with Samantha, all right, like 20, uh, Jason, I knew her for 25 minutes when she walked me into that forest because she knew there were aliens in there. She knew. Hmm. And when our four, when the four dogs that were with us disappeared, that's when shit got real. So if you, when you yeah, interview usually... her, when you interview her, ask her about that and ask her about the dogs. Chefist, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'd love to interview the dogs. Oh well, Doug. Believe, I'd like to know why the dogs left. Believe it or not, Doug, who is right in front of me, he was there. I would love to know what is in his brain about that. All right, gotta talk to Doug. Give me one second here, guys. Uh, thank you to Nicola, to Tim, to Jeremy, uh, to Walker, Jazz, Sally, Adam, Linda, and Black Dragon for the amazing super chats tonight. It's a wonderful way to support this show and what we do on a nightly basis. Thank you so much for the love. Really appreciate that. We got about one minute to go here, guys. Uh, Chef, it's all in your mustache, man. It's all in your mustache. Just let that juice drip. It's all you need. Chef has one of them big Lanny McDonald mustaches. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you need you need a good uh, partition, like a good lip, you know, from your nose down to your lip to be able to grow one of those. You know, I don't, I don't have that either. I can't grow a good mustache. Yeah, not like Gary Spikes there. (laughs) Yeah, I can't grow a good one either. (laughs) Very well put. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'll hook you up with Samantha. We're going to get going here in about uh, 10 seconds, everyone. Thank you to all the veterans listening to this show. We absolutely love you. You always have a safe home here, as well as to all our regulars in the chat room tonight. Thank you. Here we go with the second half. We pass the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for tuning us in. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on tonight with the SOR Roundtable. We are joined by UAP Studies podcast host Jason Gilmet. We have Gary Spikes Jr. from P3 Productions and SOR on the YouTube side and Celine. She is the queen of KPNL Digital Radio. And from the unbiased UFO report, Stetson John Hudson is with us. And we're going to continue on talking here about fakers and hoaxers 
who are out there getting a lot of press. Now, earlier on, we were talking about the experiencers out there, but there are a lot of people out there who are trying to pull the wool over people's eyes in order to try and gain more television time, more conferences, more book deals, more podcasts, whatever it may be, in order to try and get their name out there. This has always been a problem in this field because people, you know, when you have no education, no no foundation, no nothing, this is always something that we can look at as a problem that is going to stay here for a long, long time in this field. Now, there are some great people in this field. Let, let us not, let us not uh, uh, you know, pass judgment that it is a small percentage of those. But Gary, I want to start with you on this one, because coming from the Bigfoot world, there's always the people out there, you know, who are who are you know convinced this is a monkey they're convinced this is a great ape they're not willing to hear the full subject matter in regards to the subject and to me that type of stuff is what really hurts the research moving forward what's your thoughts you have to listen to both sides of the story and i mean you 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 opening this up with with hoaxers the bigfoot community the encrypted community is chock full of hoaxers of course, you had to ask me, the guy that's just paying people, buying the subs for your channel, you know. True, that's yeah. We're called Poor Boys Paranormal because I'm spending all my money over here. But uh, it is, uh, the community itself and the subject matter itself exudes that kind of behavior. But of every five that might be a hoax, you're going to have one or two that's the real deal. And that's the information that we've got to be able to gleam out there. I, I don't think that in my life, I don't have any time for the hoaxers. If I find out somebody's a hoaxer, I, I politely, keyword, I politely disagree and back away. We, I don't. Before you go any further, we should actually say that we are making fun of the fact of you buying subscribers for our channel because lately we have been absolutely trolled because of the great job Gary has done in rebuilding our YouTube channel. Our subscribers the last couple of months have really taken off and, and that has uh, led some people on the internet to believe that we are buying subscribers rather than using the good old hard, old-fashioned hard work in order to, you know, pick it up. So we like to make fun of that here that, you know, all of the people in our chat room are bought and paid for bots and, you know, that uh, we're buying everything now. You know, even though we, you know, we we risk losing our monetization from YouTube over that. So yeah. please note the sarcasm. <laughs> we're just, I'm sorry, I, I have to bring it up because once again. Once well, again, there's a lot of Chad Smiths. Yeah, yeah, it, it does I'm look kind of suspicious. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, you never go wrong with Chad Smith. But, but but seriously, on a serious note, you know, hoaxing is not good for the community. It's not good for the science. It's not good for the in the crypto community. I call it the target species. But it's not good for the subject matter. It's not good for the the, the whole function straight across the board for everything. And one bad hoaxer for the back of let it, lack of better terms it, down here in the south will say one bad apple will ruin the whole batch and, and it will it just it and that might be where we're getting some of these folks that are ripping experiencers apart is because of these hoaxers because they're afraid of the damage they're going to do and and the, right. but the challenge is is that, is that you know you said that you like to you like to i mean any of us in any field we're in you like to fast fail 
the things that, that are obviously not quality, right? They're, they're, not, they're not what you need. But the challenge is, is that no one has any definitive set of guidelines for passing and failing anybody. So what that means is that any one of us could be failing someone that we shouldn't, right? Believing someone is false when, they, when they're not. And we could be believing people that are actually false. We all have different ways of measuring it. Most of us can't even quantify what we do to measure it. We, people, a lot of people just go on their gut, right? And everyone's got different instincts. And th- this is ugly, right? I mean, if you don't, if you don't know what's going on, like, like this, is a, this is a nasty pool to jump into because you don't want to be – if you have no way of doing it, if you have no way of deciding who's false and who's true, then, then you could end up wasting a bunch of time learning, about, learning from people that, that are making it up. Which happens all the time, Agreed. but some people some people go out of their way. You can tell, like even uh, Stan Romanek, if we can talk about that gentleman. Uh, Absolutely, you know, at That's first, a, good a, a lot of people thought at first this guy is the real deal. I mean, he had video footage of weird stuff flying above his house. You know, uh, and I believed him at first too. Have you seen the footage? It's crazy. Well, <laughs> it's it's some crazy footage. He's got some it, good it's stuff. It's real. Yeah. Minus, though, the papier-mâché heads that are poking through the windows or over the railing of, like, if you're an interstellar traveling species, why are you playing peekaboo with a guy in his windows? Like, that part, and that's where he started losing me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, 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 well, up to that point. Uh, that yeah. is the story I believe because I've had that happen. That's how we that's how we gained our 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 uh our mascot that we named Carl is because on August, on April 20th, 2015, I actually had that exact same scenario happen in my uh, in my studio window where I had a gray standing on the other side staring at me. And Playing peekaboo. Yeah, scared the daylights out of me. <laughs> I've never What, what sh- did you do? Well, I did what any man would do. I, I would. I did what any man would do. I screamed like a banshee and nearly fell back in my chair. And then I jumped up. I jumped up and looked out the window because it was gone. And I literally stood there looking. And if it was a human, I would because of the view that I had, I would have seen a human running away. And nothing was there. And he was clear as day. The big gray head with the with the uh, with the uh, I I got a picture of him here. Not him specifically. Let me find it here. His name was Chad Smith. His name was Chad Smith, but Chad we changed Smith. it to Carl. But uh, it, it, very bony structure, small mouth, small nose, giant almond eyes. Like the head was massive, massive. I mean, it was like almost the size of our listener Faps. Right. It's funny mm-hmm. that we're afraid of them because I mean they're the size of a nine year. We could totally take them. You know what I mean? Like if game oh, on yeah. the spindly cal- little things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could totally take them, but we're totally freaked out by the fact that they look so different and uh, so weird. Probably the same thing with Sasquatch. We can't take the <laughs> can't take him on. But uh, well, they, they did show up with ships with medical exam rooms. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like that's a weird thing, you know? That, well, that's the part that freaks us out, right? Yeah, absolutely, and it should. Right. Well, how intelligent are they? You know, they may be small, but, you know, what's what's in their mind? What can they do? 
and you know you can't put clothes back on tell you that much you can't put clothes <laughs> back on but they just everybody that uh you know everybody i'm saying that there's a good majority of people saying that they have a sense that these beings have a, a superiority that they have authority uh remember one gentleman saying that he thought uh they have more authority than his parents when he was little, like they would take him and he yeah. thought they have more authority oh, than yeah. my parents. And if they want to take yeah, my yeah. parents, they're just going to go ahead and do that. So it, it, the minute that you become, uh, you know, not, I would say the person becomes attuned to that saying, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, you know, and that's an experience for life. Like you think about how many women have, have a lot of women, it's always a sexual reproductive uh, procedures that are done to them. Uh, you know, hybrids and stuff like that whereas gentlemen's well it's not always the case so if it's a man it's not always a, a, a sperm collection or sample taking or anything like that it's usually an implant or something to do with their nose so i, I thought it's it's not everybody it's not every male that gets chosen to uh partake in, yeah. in you know this hybrid uh, case. So we're either walking sensors or we're walking breeding tools. Yeah, but, get, but getting back to what you were saying about Stan Romanek, there is a classic example, never mind what's happened since, but there was a classic example of a guy who was the talk of the town of the UFO experiencer field, and then when his experiences stopped, he he was caught faking things. Yeah. Like if you saw the, the, the Skype video of him throwing up a pen and then the pen allegedly falling from the ceiling you know and did, well, did oh, you see that did you see so that sad. where did that come from where did yeah. that come from you know and i know people who knew who know stan personally and they were very hurt to see yeah. that he started doing it. but it was going to his head like when he would show up at conferences and everybody would be there in the meet and greet with, with you know, maybe a T-shirt and blue jeans and maybe a, a jacket blazer on. He was showing up in, in a three-piece tuxedo, like with a, with a bow tie and the cummerbund and everything. Like he made himself out to be the victor, the hero. You know, wow. ev- everybody's playing minor league baseball and he's on the New York Yankees kind of thing. Well, and Dave, think about how you feel, right? You've talked about it recently, right? For a long time, you were having a, you were you were not only having a lot of experiences, but you you were able to tell them when you were going to have them. You could actually call I it could. out, right? I like could. like like Babe Ruth, like like you know, there I'm hitting it there, right? And then it stopped. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It's hard. I can't imagine how hard it must be. That must be really really hard. It, it really, you know what, John? It really sucks because you want to be able to have the experience. You want to be able to have them continue, right? Like, for instance, if I were to see that UFO on the ground again that kicked things off for me, this time I would walk over to it. If I were to see that alien in the forest with Samantha Mowat again, I would walk with her because she wanted to go over there and, and see them. And she was on her way and I begged her not to go. Right, but I would change that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat now, and that's the issue. And you recently had some incredible experiences uh, on on a recent trip. You know, I don't know if you want to talk about those or not. But I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. Anne is somebody who, you know, as we're talking about hoaxers and everything. Not saying that she's hoaxing or anything, but this is someone who who didn't want to get out of her realm. She was very comfortable in the paranormal. And all of a sudden, 
You know, yeah. cra- crap hits the fan in the cryptid world for her. Why don't you explain? <laughs> why, why don't you explain what happened? Yeah. Um. You know, I I really love to do the uh, paranormal investigations. Uh, you know, you've got your EMF readers, you've got the Estes method, you're, you know, getting responses, and it's amazing. Well, um, I had went on a trip to Ohio recently. This was a couple weeks ago. And it, it gosh, it took me a couple days to be able to talk about it. Um, so we had been doing some ghost investigations at um, this one location, And there seemed to be stuff coming through that seemed like it was attached to the land. So on the last day, I was like, well, you know, let's go do a ghost investigation outside in the woods. Just thinking only being, you know, the blindfold on on paranormal only, right? That'll teach you. So we go. Uh, Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) It, It was so... You know, there's one thing that I didn't pay attention to. Here in Oregon, when you go outside, you might hear crickets and some frogs and stuff like that. But, man, out in Ohio, it's like a symphony. It's so loud. And I didn't register that when we had walked into the forest, it was silent. But the people I was with, they're like, well, how are you feeling? Well, I'm sensitive. And I, at the time, I was feeling fine. But things felt so dead quiet and so we we put out the blankets no and we put out you know did it feel bad like a a bad or just quiet like weird no did you feel like nervous or scared or or vulnerable at that point no it was just absolutely silent and which was i i noted that that was a little weird but then i didn't really think anything of it you know so we put everything down. You know, we have this motion-activated teddy bear. We have an EMF raider. We've got this musical ghost box thing. And we put it all down. The people that I'm with sit down in blankets. And I'm sitting with them. But I hear something off to the side of me. And it sounded like walking. And it, it didn't sound like a deer or a bird or a bunny or anything like that. It sounded like a person. And that kind of... It, it it just kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop, so I stood up. And I turned around, so now I'm facing the other way. And I grab a flashlight. So, we had drove in on this little off-road vehicle. And we had parked it at the mouth of, of the woods where we had come in. So now I'm facing this way. That was behind me, so now I'm facing that way. I have the flashlight, and I'm pointing it. It's okay. I... uh, It... It looked like... You've you've got some... Like, here is a tree, and you've got your head and your shoulder, and you've got the arm around the tree... But there was no, I mean, and it was just barely out of of the the flashlight um, light. And um, I thought, sure, you know, I need my glasses. I'm, I have an overactive imagination. I'm being weird. I'm being a wiener. I, this is what it is, you know. So then I shine the light other places and, and then I put it down. 
And they're asking me, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. You don't look okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Well, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's silent, right? And just smack, like an open-handed smack on the side of the gator that we had, you know, come in on. And at that moment, I was just done. And I'm just standing there. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not. We got to go. I just want to go out to the field. Just take me to the field and, and it'll be fine. So we walk out. We get in the gator. We go out to the field. We're sitting there and I'm like, okay, okay, I'm good. I'm fine. This is good. All right. So we put everything down. And the person that I'm with decides to uh, play the Ohio Howl that It's like a 1994 recording. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, wait, 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 wait. Isn't that meant to attract them? I don't know. No clue. She just, she... I don't know Bigfoot. I don't know. This doesn't seem a very anything. friendly thing to do with the state you were in, you know. <laughs> Let's let her finish because this well, is a hard story for her. <laughs> and so, so she plays this, and it and it legitimately the same tone, the same cadence, just comes out of the woods, and I'm standing there like, this isn't happening. This is seriously not happening. I'm not hearing this right now. So we're lo- we load back up. We get in the gator, and and we stay there for a couple a couple more seconds. And the largest sound. I mean, it was like it, it, it had to have taken a tree out of the ground and just smacked it against another tree. And I'm just like, go, go, go. I'm done. I'm done. And you know, so they they got it started and. We we drove back down, um, and that I mean that's only that's only of the story, but it it threw me for such a loop. I called Dave, 
And I was just, I mean, almost in tears on the first, I think it was the second day I'd gotten back. Um, and I'm still like, part of me is like, I was there. There was two other people with me. But a lot of me is just like, no, no, you're this, no way. Like, seriously? You start. No. Gary, I want I want you to chime in on this because as a Sasquatch researcher, I, I could see you beaming in hearing this encounter. <laughs> Your mute's on, You're Gary. Muted. I try to keep it quiet for y'all. Uh, the area that she's in and everything she's leading right into this has got all the little subtle innuendos of my own personal experiences of reports that we've taken over the years. Uh, definitely, uh, I wouldn't have blasted the Ohio house in that area at that time. I mean, just hearing it alone when you're out there and you experience it, that's eerie enough. But then to get the answer back, yeah. <laughs> I'd be, uh, even as much as I've done this, I would be uh, exit stage left even. But the, now the slap on the side of the, see that's another thing too, is it's almost like we have paranormal and Sasquatch or the paranormal Sasquatch. What it, which one is it? But the slap on the side of the uh, the side by side without being able to see nothing cloaking sasquatch maybe we don't know i have never heard the ohio howls ever do you want to oh, well we're going to right now because <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm gonna share it right now and uh, we gotta hear this we gotta hear this so hopefully you guys will be able to hear it uh when we put it on I don't know if this is going to work or not, so hopefully it does. I'm going to unmute. I, I much prefer the the Sierra sounds. I much yes. I much prefer the Sierra sounds. The Sierra sounds huh. the Sierra sounds are way, way stronger for me. Yeah. But two total different situations, two different total different geographical areas could be even different you know subspecies we don't know but they're they're both pretty prolific i mean all the sounds are yeah that i never thought i'd hear anything like that (laughs) ever i really didn't jason you gotta get into the mountains of chilliwack some of your some of your fear right or not fear but some of your your whatever whatever it was was causing you to want to leave okay yeah. Can you can you can you um, can you dissect it at all to determine whether like how much of it was the the drastic uncomfortable nature of of the juxtaposition between what you thought was real and what you were seeing, right? So j- just that 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 break in reality that you were now having to to somehow remesh, and that was just horribly an uncomfortable thing. And how much of it was 
you actually being fearful that your body might get harmed? Gosh, I mean, when when I was standing there and I was when I was looking at whatever this could have been, if there was something really there, it was it was that break in in my reality and what I felt was real and and that was very it's at, at that point and, yeah at that and, point and hold like, that okay. thought hold that thought we're gonna go to break at the top of the hour we got one hour left with the SOR roundtable we're gonna continue with Bigfoot next. All right, we're clear. How long ago did this happen? Two weeks. <gasps> oh, so, man, you're fresh. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, see, the big thing, too, is, like, you're okay when you think that it's your mind playing tricks on you. Yeah, you're afraid. Yeah. But, you know, at that point, at that point, I was like, this is in my head. So it was when we got out to the field and we actually heard that back and we had just been in there and we physically all of us heard it especially the large tree ripping cracking smashing whatever um now you've got other people that are experiencing this too and you cannot explain this away you cannot say that it's you and at that point yeah i didn't want to die right. Well, this, I was scared. This this is kind of what this is kind of what uh, Merle and I heard in the forest in 2018 up here. So that little bit of talking there, if you if you listen to the talking. That's what we heard. Hmm. I'll tell you. No. <laughs> I did. I, I want every every time we talk Sasquatch at night. There's nothing more that I want to do after the show than to go into the forest. Seriously? Oh yeah. Yeah, Dave's crazy like that. Yeah, let's go. Let's he rock. needs to come down here in Oklahoma and get him some of this Oklahoma waspy Bigfoot activity that we have down here, and he'll change his mind. I was going to say the other word, but Dave doesn't like me using that word. So. Yes, actually. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're getting into that. I got to bring that up. I got to bring that up. Thank you for reminding me. I almost forgot. I almost forgot about this. Wouldn't it be great with all like these forest fires if you just saw like video footage of just a Bigfoot running, you know, for his life or, you know, just just something with with all of this, you know, if they're hiding in the woods, you think at some point we would get a body, you know, or something. The thing about it is, is we've got good photographical and good video evidence and good audio evidence, but people, just like we was talking about earlier, people just rip it apart. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jason. Benefit to talking. Oh, yeah. Jason, I, I, I may need you. Okay. To make a trip up to Lytton with us. Um, I got tipped off to something big time there. 
Nice. And um, it is completely 100% First Nations. It involves portals, UFOs, ghosts, and Bigfoot. Let's do it. Yeah, dude. I, I'm tr- I, it's a phone call. But first, the lady I talked to the other day said that she wants us to meet her father, who is one of the elders, so that way we can go on a spiritual quest in a sweat lodge first. Oh, boy. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, me too, man. I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I, my jaw was dropping. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I am so in. So I'm actually going to be calling her this week to see when I can line that up for a weekend. And, uh, hey, so Preston. Just, just to let me get this straight. We're going for a weekend. We're going to end up hot and sweaty and chasing Bigfoot. Uh, no, this is more about. Uh, the portal where the orbs come out of. Oh, bring me there. Yeah, I definitely would go there for sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I will definitely be recording that. Yeah, I will let you know ASAP. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Hey, Bill F and Murray, how you doing, buddy? I know your real identity, but I don't care. You're Bill F and Murray to me. G West, how you doing? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and they got everything there, everything. And now that the rattlesnakes are starting to go away, uh, and Nikki, all you got to do is uh, put in uh, on YouTube Ohio Howl. That's all you got to do, Ohio Howl. Oh hey, clam. Yeah, it's gonna be good, dude. It's gonna be real good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, the rattlesnakes, not so much, but uh, the other stuff sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, definitely uh, get you in on that. I got a funny one to start off here, guys. <laughs> oh, yep, I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it this time. No, we're not going to record the ceremony. The the sweat you can't bring cameras in. Nope. Nothing. We're not doing that. But cameras working there. But uh, the the actual investigation out, which would probably be a different weekend, um, would be what we will bring the cameras out for. And we may get permission to go on First Nations land to do that. That would be cool. Yeah, dude. Very cool. Here we go, everyone. Let's do this thing. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Kicking off the third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much 
for joining us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Ecorescent. Ecorescent is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as a clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on with the roundtable tonight. Jason Gilmet from the UAP Studies Podcast. Lady Anne Celine, owner of KPNL Digital Radio, where we broadcast. From the Unbiased UFO Report, John Hudson. And from P3 Productions, Bigfoot researcher Gary Spikes Jr., who also handles our YouTube channel. Everyone, thank you so much for coming back. I got to say this. Now, normally, I, I'm pretty snarky. On, on our YouTube channel in the comments. So if somebody snarks me, usually I, I will I will snark back. And But this comment made me laugh a little bit because if anybody knows me and has listened to this show for a long time, you'll know I'm not a very cocky person, not a very arrogant person, okay? But apparently this listener thinks I am. I'm going to leave his name out of it. We'll, we'll just call him. Uh, what can we call him here? Let's Chad just, Smith. Let's just call him Chad Smith, even though he's not Chad Smith. He he's a bad Chad Smith. Okay, a bad Chad Smith. So he 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 types out. What really annoys me about Dave Scott is his opinion on people who call Sasquatch Squatch, and if they do, they are not real researchers. They are just a load of rubbish from an opinionated little man. Who is who is he to say that? It's amazing to me how an ego that big could fit into a body so small and all the advertising dollars. So I replied, Dave loves your comment, but hates the word squatch. Okay, Gary, you used to be one of them squatch people. We got that crap out of you. We're working on it. I still slip every now and then. Yeah, but you're getting better. You're getting better. You know, so I'm going to tell the story here again. All right? I'm going to tell the story again. The reason why the word squatch is banned from this show. Because in 2015, I had the ultimate pleasure to meet legend Dr. John Bindernagel, who unfortunately is no longer with us. And I asked him, point blank, in our conversation, what do you think of the word squatch? And I watched this 80-year-old man take a deep breath, let out a giant sigh, and said, 70 years of research killed by one word, or ruined by one word. And then he went on to say, I have been trying for decades to get the scientific community, and I'm paraphrasing here, Okay, to, to take this subject seriously. And now that everybody on TV has squatched this, squatched that, making fun of it, 
He goes, it has killed any credibility that I have. And that hit me, that resonated with me, and since then, the word Squatch has always been banned from this show. All right? So it's not an arrogance thing, but it's also, in my opinion, a professional thing. Because the one thing these fields lack, with all the the fake journalists, the fake scientists, the, the fake researchers, and everybody that's out there, all right, is it lacks credibility. And if you're going to you know, use the word squatch or, or other little stupid acronyms. How can we take your, or you're going to lie about your credentials. How can we take you seriously? How can we take your research seriously if all you're doing is playing a game? Gary, I'm going to let you have the first word on this one. Ooh, you might not want to do that. You know, my defense to that was it's just a terminology. But after thinking about it and out of my personal respect for the late, great John Bendernagel, as soon as you told me that, I was done. And and, and it's a habit because I've been saying down here in the South, we use those terminologies all the time, like the, the squatch word, boogers, and, you know, wood boogers and all kinds of stuff. But it, it really does. It does take away from the credibility of the subject matter. And myself, after I had my out of you know my face to face encounter, well, you know what, I got a little bit of respect behind me. I respect these things, and I respect people that go out and that are respectable that go out and research. Then you have the hoaxers. So we could put the hoaxers and the word squatch and all that other negative terminology together and throw it out the window, as far as I care, because it you know. It is kind of derogatory if you think about it. If you're if you're really trying to be creditable in this field, uh, as creditable as anybody can be, you know I think there's a lot of good creditable people in this field, and uh, I think that our terminology, if we get a standardized terminology and get a a standardized form of reporting, you know, in the UFO field we have a fairly standardized way of reporting it. We need that in the cryptid world. That's the reason I'm working behind the scenes with uh, somebody in the UFO field to maybe do that crossover. But yes, I don't like Question? to work more. So, so I just want to turn. So it's okay to say Sasquatch. It's just the abbreviated Squatch that that is the issue. Is that is Sasquatch that a, is, a, is a First Nations name for? It. Okay, it's the same thing as Bigfoot. Bigfoot was brought out by. Uh, the uh, Gary Cruz, you know that when they found the tracks in Northern California in the fifties or fifties or sixties, and that's where they got the term Bigfoot because they seen it in a newspaper. Uh, I, I believe that we should use the First Nations terminologies. You know the the, the Sasquatch, the you know uh, all the down here they got a bunch of different terminologies for it. To me, Sasquatch is the standardized terms for it. Bigfoot is just as bad as as Squatch. It is, but it's the term that everybody recognizes. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I get it. I get it. I mean, I understand the respect part of it, and I, and I understand why it exists. But I have to admit, like personally, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if I would personally. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's words are words. But but you know, you do you win in Rome. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Well, an idea that I had, bear with me, 
if it would be it would be similar to saying, well, instead of I'm going to go out and I'm going to hunt ghosts or I'm going to see if ghosts exist, it would sound a lot less credible if you're like, yeah, I'm going to go out and hunt ghosties. Well, I'm going ghosties. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Maybe so, I'm messing everything up then because I say I'm going ghosting. <laughs> Jason, what's your call? What's my call? I mean, you're you're a researcher. You want your your research to be taken credit credible, okay? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're somebody. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you an example on this. Okay. I'm a UFO guy. You're a UAP guy. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. All right. But to me, yeah. That's the <laughs> That's the difference between experiencer and researcher. Because I'm not a researcher. Okay. But for you, okay. In order to use the proper terminology in, in, to try and keep yourself credible within the field you have standardized uap john, to- john with the uap yeah yeah uh, but you uap you know again the debate was really stupid because people look ah oh, well you know it's unidentified flying objects but there's a lot more than objects there's orbs there's weird lights um so it, it's a phenomenon so that's why unidentified aerial phenomenon was my go-to but ufo it's just as valid because if you say ufo it encompasses a lot of things as well most people know you know familiar with the tic tacs now a tic tac now but i mean it's been around forever cigar shapes and 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 all that's been around since forever uh but the terminology i mean i'm not good with the lexicon in the sasquatch field but i think it's you know we call it sasquatch here right because we're close to harrison that's just a in our region, that's what we call it. We don't call it Bigfoot. We call it Sasquatch. Um, but, yeah, I think it's sort of silly to uh, – just the word squash in of it, or squat. Is it squatch? Is that how you pronounce it? Sounds yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It sounds like a fruit or vegetable that I hate. Like a squat. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, or a squatch watch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I could see that. But, yeah, <laughs> the credibility is, is 
that's really where it's at. And it's so easy to lose credibility so fast. You could be working at this, you know, in, in this field for 20 years and all of a sudden you get one bad case that leads you down road that maybe you put too much faith in and then, you know, you end up getting Stanley Romanect. Uh, at some point, uh, you know, the terminology uh, for Sasquatch, I'm not too familiar with, but I think squash, yeah, it's definitely, this, it sounds, doesn't sound right. I, yeah. I, to, I me, for it, you guys. to me, it cheapens, yeah. before you go, Gary, to me, it cheapens the research. You know, when you see guys on YouTube or, or on Facebook or on, even on television with some of the shows, ooh, we're going to go squatching tonight. What the hell is squatching? Okay. Right. To me, it cheapens the research and it makes us look, it makes the field look very amateur. Mm-hmm. Very amateur. Yeah. Look, look yeah. you know, like Gary has been face to face. Anne has just had an experience. I've had experiences, okay, uh, that I can't explain. And to me, if you're showing respect for the research and those who have laid the path for you, show some respect for what what they they've done in the path that they've led. Okay, that's that's the whole point of the argument. I don't care what you say. To me, it just, in my personal opinion, it sounds like a dumb term. All right? But if you look at at the history of it, if you want people to take you seriously in any of these fields, whether it's the paranormal, whether it's cryptids, whether it's UFOs, okay, play the part. Be pro Absolutely. about it. Be pro about it. He's passionate. He's passionate. I love it. Well, well think about it. We have guys in the UFO field that have doctorates. We have a few guys in like great Dr. John Bendernagel, Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum, uh, Dr. Melba Ketchum for, you know, for what these folks are, they have spent years and thousands of dollars to get to where they're at. Do you hear them saying, let's go squatching. Do you hear them saying, Oh, there's a squatch in these woods. No, we need to up the credibility of, of the the subject matter. That's the reason, and once again, I, I know me and Dave will go sideways on this one too. That's the reason the scientific community is not looking at the good evidence that we have. And, and Duke, this one's for you. I know you don't like the scientific community too, but you know, i got all the respect for you. But that's the reason is because there's too many people going, there's a squatch out here. It just, it, it, it's not, for lack of better terms, it's not respectable. No, and that's that's the entire point. But people get passionate about it. People get passionate. And they want to get angry, and they want to say their terms. And you know, no matter what, I know there's going to be people who are still pissed off at me for you know shutting that term down on this show. It, I'll tell you, it was real fun getting Cliff Barrickman to stop saying "squatch" on this show. That was funny. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, seeing the yeah. Come on, uh, Duke did bring up a good point, Doctor Igor Bursef. I got to give him credit. He's been around a lot longer than a lot of folks. Exactly. So, I mean that that goes with the criticism, the critique, and the fact that we have a lot of people in this field who will do anything, say anything to try and get their names out there. And you know, and you have come across a number of people in your paranormal jaunts who are, you know, they're all about themselves. They're not about the research. They're about self-promotion. How do you think that hurts the field and and, and what we're trying to bring to the public? Gosh, well, it's, it's really hard because I know for me that there are certain people that 
I need to stay away from. If if I want the caravan or KPNL to be something that is healing, something that is bringing in research, something that is is credible, I can bring somebody on that is a hoaxer, is a fake, and it can ruin me. It can ruin everything that I've worked for, just like what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because one of the things that drew me into this community, it was back in about 2017, and I had went on a show and told my story. Everybody was so accepting. And there were people that came out of the woodwork saying, oh my gosh, I've had experiences like this too. And then I didn't feel alone. So what I think is happening is, again, it goes back to what is going on internally with these people that they need. They're seeking that attention. They want that community. They're wanting, you know, these things, I think. I know not all of them are, but I think that that is one of the driving factors behind people really trying to, oh, I had this experience because then, you know, people are going to gather around you and go, oh my gosh, really? And they're going to give you that support. I can see that. Jay, you wanted to say something? No, I was just listening in. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with her. Your reputation could be shot so fast by just believing or having the wrong person on. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. this subject is, you know, whether it's Sasquatch, UFOs, or, or ghosts, is is already taboo with a lot of people already sort of uh, not taken seriously that, yeah, it doesn't take much for credibility to get shot down, or even haters. I mean, my podcast hasn't oh, yeah. been along that long, but I already had, you know, a couple of hate mails, and, you know, welcome. just... Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Congratulations. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really enjoying it. Um, you're making it. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it. Yeah. Well, you got a couple of trolls. You know, you're doing good. Uh, but yeah, it's it doesn't take much uh, to use credibility. And some people just don't care about what it is that you had to say to begin with. So they're just waiting for anything to. I mean, Lou Elizondo, we, we're, here we are talking about him. Uh, you know, how many people are talking about Lou? I mean, every podcast out there right now is talking about Lou. So. Uh, you know, and if it happens that Lou was, you know, a serial killer or something like that, all the credibility of everything that he put out there would just be gone overnight. And anybody who's had him on their podcast would be tainted. Uh, it doesn't take much, uh, you know, uh, especially in but, this you know, community to lose credibility. But, you know, I got to say, like, like I've, I've, that, that is one aspect of, of this entire community, like this, this entire world of, of, of paranormal research that r- really upsets me because... It is it is such a sign of an immature culture because everyone screws up. Everyone makes mistakes. When you're right, you teach. When you're wrong, you learn. And if you don't have an environment where people feel safe to screw up, once in a while, no one takes any risks and no one takes any leaps. And no one feels safe to really do honest research. And it's a very poisonous thing to do to your community. And at some point, we got to grow up from that because it's, 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 a, it's really broken. Everyone is going to screw up. If someone is, has never screwed up, you should be very suspicious, right? Because yeah. it means they're faking something. 
right? They're, 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 or they're playing it so close to the vest and so safe that they're, they're never, ever, ever making any leaps. And you don't get anywhere that way. And it, so it, it really frustrates me that, that you, that, the, like, the world, the world that I live in, like, we learned a while ago that what you want to do is you want to fast fail. That's really what you want to do. What really hurts you is waiting too long to make decisions and to fail things out. You're better off making decisions early. You're better off making the wrong decision early and adapting to it later. You want to fast fail things and you don't want to be afraid of failure. Being afraid of failure is a guarantee of, 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 of bad data. And it's, just, it's very frustrating. But, but you know what, John? Just to kind of add to that, though, this is one of the only paradigms and fields that you can get into where you can create your own character. Okay? We we already know there have been fake scientists, you know, trouncing around and getting on television, getting uh, slots at conferences, getting slots on book deals and, and quoted for, for books and on uh, radio shows and television shows. We know that anybody who writes a blog is out there, oh, look at me, I'm a journalist. All right? And they're not journalists. Okay? You you got people out there who claim that, you know, they know what they're looking for, the big monkey in the forest. They don't know what it is. We, what we've done is we've created a cast of real-life characters, almost like a Comic-Con, and and put them into these fields of study that has ruined the credibility of those who are trying to get the true message out whether they're experiencers whether they're scientists like Dr. Bob McGuire or or Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum or people like that okay mm -hmm. whether they are anybody of any type of source or credibility it's much like the ghost hunting shows on television where, you know, they, they put up the music so loud and then you hear the, the people on TV, what was that? What was that? What was that? Well, we couldn't hear it because the TV show put the damn music on too loud. So what, what was that? That's one of the reasons why I stopped watching the shows. But this is a field, as we got about 90 seconds left, where you can create anything that you want and no one questions you. I had a gentleman steal one of my radio programs, okay, a snippet from one of my radio shows, and put it on his monetized channel. And when I gave him a YouTube strike for that, he tried to destroy me on social media and my and my reputation for him stealing my product which says at the end of every show we state this show is copyright by spaced out radio and SOR media ventures limited if that person had come up to me and said hey Dave can I use this clip sure not a problem but you're not making money off of my work to put on your channel where people are gonna view that and he had like 1800 views on that video you know sure it's worth about 23 cents but that's 23 cents that he made off of me and that's what i'm talking about here when it comes down to it is in this field you can be anything that you want because nobody holds you to accountability jason you got the final word oh final word i i, I think it's true uh there's no accountability because there's no really 
there's no format. There's groups and, and all that. But any one of us taking, uh, you know, a shot at this, whether it's investing in Bigfoot or UFOs, uh, it, it's a solo job and there's no there's no guidelines. Um, but yes, there's a lot of frauds and a lot of people making money off of this as well, uh, which is I mean, you can make money if you wrote a book and it's selling well. I'm I'm okay with that. But Absolutely. saying, "Hey, come to my house," and I'll, yeah, yeah we'll charge you, you I want six thousand grand. I want you to sh- uh, hold on to that thought because we'll be back with the final half hour of the SOR roundtable. Jason Gilmad, John Hudson, Gary Spikes Jr., and Ann Celine. Great panel tonight. Brilliant discussion. And the final half hour of Spaced Out Radio next. This is the one subject that just pisses me off the most. It really. Well, you know, Irony Davis. If, if that person had had a journalist background, they would have they would have known better not to do that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the irony of it, right? Absolutely. Is, 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 is it, it was it was it was it was something that someone would do because they're they're ignorant of of how how things need to work, you know. Um, you know, but we, you know, one one interesting side note, not really directly related. So I you know I probably best to be talking about now anyway is that. You know, there there is a point in a um, in a field where you you get to the point where everything is is essentially just judged on results. And you know, you you take for example, like in in the Bay Area, um, well, like in Canada, like uh, you have these like engineer rings, right? Like like engineers like like engineers like a like an official like. like there's like exams you got to take, right? Like yeah. you know, you you become like an engineer and like you get like a a, a secret passcode ring thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in the Bay Area, you're, you're an engineer if you build things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't we typically don't require degrees. We don't require any certifications. We require you to go do something. And if you do it and it works, you're an engineer. And essentially, you know, that's that's how it plays out. There are a lot of people that have degrees. Don't get me wrong, right? And a lot of them do a lot of good with those degrees, right? Um, a lot of them don't. Um, but the thing is, is that you know, there you do get to a point where you you can just measure people based on the results. The challenge is, is that those results have to be very quantifiable, right? And right now, everything that we're working with isn't. Right. Like if, if basically if, if what everyone was doing was producing reports that then could be peer reviewed. Right. Then we could just look at someone's history. Oh, look, this person's put out five papers that have all been, you know, very, you know, well peer reviewed by by several people. And therefore, you know, obviously this person is doing good work because look at his results. Right. Look at her results. And we're, we're just we're not there yet. Well, I mean, this may be a little bit of a touchy subject here, but somebody that Jason and I both know and respect who has been in the UFO uh, research field for a grand total of about six, seven months recently got a part on a UFO television show as a UFO expert. Now, I love the person. I think this person is brilliant. All right? But... I can think of a lot of other people, no offense to this person, I can think of a lot of other people who are more deserving of an opportunity to land a television gig to get their research out there than someone who has been in for six months. Yeah, that's I mean, a hard one. I mean, I mean Jay, you, you know who I'm talking about. 
I'm not quite sure, and I don't want to name the wrong name. <laughs> uh, let's just say, just say a young, brilliant lady out of Toronto. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, the thing is, is that whatever it takes to bring the subject forward, I'm okay with, as long okay. as the person does really good work. I agree right? with you. But are yeah. you are you okay with that person going on their Facebook page and calling themselves an expert? I don't think anybody is really an expert, and in, in, especially not in ufology. So, but that's but again. You know, well, let him finish, John. No, again, I, yeah, I was going to say it depends on on you know you might be active just for six months, but you might have had years of you know collecting data or reading books and talking to experts and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm not in a place to to say. You are but way too Canadian right now. I am way too Canadian. Way That's too Canadian right now. I can't say anything bad about anybody. No, no. I, but yeah. I, I understand it. And I'm yeah. I, and I'm saying this with, with all due respect to the person because I think that she is brilliant. Okay? And I think that she is smart and very good for the field. I have no issue yeah. with her whatsoever. Yeah. I got an issue with a television company who is putting the word expert on somebody. To me, Grant Cameron, if we're talking Canadian researchers, Grant Cameron or Victor Vigiani or Chris Rutkowski are, are, would be the closest thing to experts that we have. Yeah. Not somebody like me or you or or this person who has been in the field publicly for six months. And that's where, you know, when we talk, in my opinion, when we talk about credibility, uh, bringing credibility to this field, I mean, it's great to have new faces. Don't get me wrong. It is great to have new faces. But when we're talking credibility, I, this is one of the only fields I know where you don't need credibility in order to get ahead. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's what bugs me. That that's what bugs me. It, yeah, and, and I can on, even hold, split hold the hold difference on. a little bit. We've rounded third. We're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, where we have an a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. For the final time tonight, we introduce our panel of great voices when it comes to the SOR Roundtable tonight. John Hudson from the uh, the Unbiased UFO Report. We got Jason Gamet from UAP Studies Podcast. We have Anseline from KPNL Digital Radio. And, of course, Gary Spikes Jr., Fu Manchu connoisseur, as well as Sasquatch investigator and the leader of our YouTube team here on Spaced Out Radio. So, credibility, 
right before the break, we were talking about people making it, saying whatever they can in order to make themselves better in this field, because there are no rules in the anarchic realm of the paranormal umbrella. So where do, where do say goodbye to your credit card rewards? Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We stand on credibility, uh, Jason. I'm going to start with you on this one because if you can make up your title, if you can make up your 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 research, you can make up you know who you are. How are we supposed to grow the field if everything's made up? Good point. And we need something more um, um, concise, something more strict. I mean, there's a lot of different organizations out there that have their different formats, how to collect the information, how to proceed with the investigations, which is really good. Uh, we need that. But there's no, you know, we we're talking about ufology. Usually when something ends in you went to school for it right you went to you have some sort of degree to show for it and you know i could sit here all day long call myself a ufologist but it really that title means nothing uh because at the end of the day it's like well what is it that you do well you know a lot of my investigation is not field work i sit at a computer and i could you know look at what the star system satellites were above your head was it a, a an airplane that you saw um you know, as far be it from me being out in the field all the time. Like if I get a MUFON report from Alberta, I'm not going to go to Alberta to investigate it, right? So there's there's a lot of images that we have in our heads of what makes up a ufologist. And again, ufologist, I use that term lightly because I don't count myself as a ufologist or somebody interested in UAPs, right? Uh, but the reputation is is like I've seen some people that really started off with really great careers and somehow just burnt out. Or they started drinking Kool-Aid that they really shouldn't have started drinking because, you know, they fell down some rabbit holes that just, you know, where did these people end up? Um, I'm afraid of doing that myself, of just believing something, you know, wholeheartedly and, and falling down the trap. Um, so, yeah, I would say credibility in this field is hard to maintain to begin with. It's hard to get to begin with, and it's hard to maintain once you have it. And I understand that, and I think that's smart. John, you want to comment? 
Well, no, no. I think, I, I, honestly, I think the whole topic's just, it's, it's really, really hard because what we're talking about is we're talking about a bunch of issues that are, are actually human issues. They're not even related to the, to the, to the field. They're very, very human issues that we have that, that in every other field, we've developed things to fix. <laughs> Right. right. I mean, in, in, in every other field, we, we have things. I mean, you know, you, you take what, what I mentioned during the break, you know, that, you know, in the Bay Area, you don't have to have a degree to be an engineer, but you have to have produced something of quality. And you have to have usually produce something of quality with some consistency. Right. I mean, like, you know, you're measured by your output and, you know, you take, you know, take this field and there, there is no, there, I mean, there, there's certainly no standard output. There is even very little real output. I mean, most of the output in this field comes down to PowerPoint presentations and books. That's pretty much all that gets produced as a, like a physical thing that you can put your hands on, right? And so you can't measure people that way. There's no a, a, a associative th authority. There's no standards organization. Like in, in computer science, we have many standards or I'm, I, I'm very involved in the IETF. We, we, we design all the protocols that, that, that define how the internet works. Right. And, you know, you don't have to be of any credentials to, to participate in the IETF, but you, you gotta do something. You gotta give, you gotta, you gotta produce something. You gotta, you gotta have results. Right. And we're just not a field that has any results. And so it, it we make it really hard to measure ourselves in any quantitative way. And, and a lot of that is due to the nature of the field, unfortunately. And so it's, it's a lot of this is, is, is very challenge. There are very challenging problems to solve. We're going to change subjects here a little bit because one of the big, big uh, arguments this past month has been charging money. Okay. Money, money, money. It all comes down to money. And there was a UFO conference about a week and a half ago that was charging up to $250 per ticket for a virtual conference. And we had uh, both Daniel Sheehan and Mark Sims on this show talking about the conference. And, you know, I'm a firm believer because Space Out Radio is a business. It's not something that we do for fun here. It's a business. And I have no problem with people making money off of something they love. I have no problem with a baseball player making $25 million a year because they're the best left-handed pitcher in the league. I have no problem with LeBron James, who will probably end his career as a billionaire. I have no problem with, with hockey players making money or people, if, they're, if they wanted to grow up to be a doctor and they're making a ton of money off of being a doctor. Nobody says, I don't understand where in this field, and that people say that because this is a, the paranormal, we're not allowed to make money off of our podcasts or our books or, or off our showing up at conferences or anything like that. Like, where did this come from? I don't know that this part is definitely new, new for me. I mean, um, KPNL has been on air for about a year now and, um, I definitely have seen two camps where there's half of the people that are, they say they'll never charge. And then there's the other half that make it into a business and, and it's respectable and it's growing wonderfully. 
Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with making this into your business and being able to do your passion and make money off of it is a gift, in my opinion. And it depends on. Oh, please go ahead. I was going to say it depends on what um, you know what the money's being spent on. Because if it's saying, "Hey, if you want information, you need to pay." Right, that's different. Um, uh, mm. You know, because then that's withholding information for momentary gains, which is you know uh, not good. Uh, what I don't like is you know you know there's there are cases where people are being you know charged a ridiculous sum of money to be taken out at night and being told that they're seeing something. Some of them believe it. Some believe you know I, most of them believe it, but it's like um, it's just. If, I, Stephen Greer, um, I love him. I, I think he did some good stuff in the past, but now he's charging people ridiculous sums of money to take him out to fields and take pictures of. Again, he's like, "Oh, look, it's an alien." To me, it just looks like a camera that took a, a picture uh, of a light source. Uh, it doesn't look like anything, but yet, no, you will come and you will definitely see an alien. Um, you were mentioning Dave, uh, your friend. And how she can produce, uh, or not produce, but she knew that this entity was there. Did she charge you? No. 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 Why would she charge you? Just like, no, because it's part of nature. It's like showing you a tree. So if some, anybody says, hey, follow me, I have the answer, but you need to pay me first. Oh, and sign a non-disclosure agreement, by the way. Uh, I would just be leery of that to begin with. And I don't think that amount of money should be made i think that you can make money going to do a talk somewhere that's fine they're going to pay you a certain amount of money for your travels for your time uh but making a lot of money off of believers to make them believe that they're experiencing something that maybe they're not experiencing at all and i mean i haven't been there i haven't done the tour myself i would love to do it and see if there's any validity to it but as far as i'm concerned nobody's walked out going Hey, dude, like, you know, we took pictures of three grays in the field and very clear. There's no, there's none of that. It's always a blurry image. And somehow somebody's in the know, but you need to pay me to get that information. So that's, that's the part I don't agree with. But you hit the nail on the head when you've talked about information. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about a minute ago. And that is that there's no producibles here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what that, when there are no producibles, what people use as producibles is information. Information becomes the currency, right? And this is a problem, right? Because not only is it wrong to hoard information, but it's in our field, it's incredibly hypocritical. Because mm-hmm. here we are banging against the government going, how could you? How could you withhold information from me? Oh, look what I got. Now you have to pay me $5 to see it, right? I right. mean, it's, it's, it's really problematic at the same time people do deserve to be able to make a living. Everyone's got to pay their electricity bill, right? And so the problem is, is that in, until we start producing something, like a thing that, that has value, right? I mean, you take, for example, the, the, um, the idea of, of uh, charging for presentations, right? I've presented at a lot of conferences that were expensive, like, you know, $3,000 for five days, right? Like that's totally normal for, for my world, right? $3,000 for five days, completely normal, plus hotel and everything. It'll be a $5,000 trip when you're done, right? Now, I didn't make any of that money, right? But, you know, the, the place to put it on did, right? But here's the thing. The deck that I created for that presentation, I gave out freely afterwards. I wouldn't give it beforehand, but I'll give it out freely afterwards. If I can, I'll film it 
and I'll put it up on YouTube afterwards. So what you're paying for is being there physically when I delivered it, right? That's what right. you're that's what you're paying for. You're, so what you're paying for is m essentially my, uh, uh, in theory, a skill as an orator or whatever you want to call it, right? Or the ability to ask me questions or dialogue with me while I'm giving the presentation. I'm not charging you for the data. I'm not charging you for the information. And that's that's true in, in many fields. You know, anyone can download a patent, right? But if you want the product that the patent was built with, that costs money, right? Right. And so until we start making something, and you know, I mean, there are some examples, but even people who write books, it really depends on the book, right? Because, I mean, if you just write a book of people's interviews, I don't know if that's a product, but I would argue that what Cheryl Costa did, uh, th that, 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 that's a product. That's, that's actually a real product because there's like research behind that. That's like a, and that's like, those are hard numbers, right? right? But other than that, there's not many examples of actual, and there's no consistency. There's no, there's no market for products. So right. we trade in information right. and that creates all sorts of problems. Let's get Gary in here. Do you really want to do that? Well, you're kind of part of the show. I'll say it in very few simple words. I don't need to speak a whole bunch of words to say all this. If you want to sell something, make sure you got something to sell this legitimate. Just like with you, Dave, you need a service from me. I provide you a service. We make a trade. We do what we have to do. If you don't have something to sell, don't falsify it and make it hype it up and make it something that it's not because people are going to find you out. And that's where we get into the credibility issues is mm -hmm. I'm in this about the target species. I'm in this and I'm in it for personal gain. I'll be blunt with you. The personal gain I get is I get to learn sitting here listening to you guys. I get to get my name face out there and I get my information that I think is legitimate out there to the people that need it. Do I charge them? No, because I'm on that side of the fence. But if you have something to say, or sorry, if you have something to say, say it. If you have something to sell, make sure that you have something legitimate to sell. Don't be six months in the game and say that you're the guru master hoo-hoo when you're not. Sell what you got. If you don't got it, don't sell it. Okay, well, what about Richard Dolan about a month and a half ago took a lot of heat overcharging, I believe it was $150 for a full-day conference with five speakers. And he had hundreds of people signing up for this. And yet the UFO community was pulling their hair out. How dare he charge $150? My thing, yeah. is, my thing is this. If people want to see private coverage and have a mini conference where he can make some money off of something that he loves... Go for it. I'm very capitalist that way. I agree with you, what you're saying, Jason, in regards to, and, and Gary, that you have to have a product that the that the people want. Okay, blurry pictures aren't getting it done. Or satellites up in the sky and claiming them as UFOs are not going to get them done. All right, so I agree with you guys on that. But at some point, we we have to be able to capitalize off of what we are doing and the money situation is ugly like the paranormal side of things you know you are considered a bastard child in the paranormal field and Anne can attest to this if you charge to go into an investigation all right so if somebody calls you into their place of work oh, yeah. because you have a bar that is spending you know five thousand dollars a month on broken glasses 
All right. To throw a ghost team 500 bucks is probably nothing at this point to try and do it. But you are blasphemous if you charge money for a paranormal team, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, There's a lot of, I mean, even with, um, so there's some uh, historical buildings, you know, that uh, they do ghost investigations there. And I understand that the money uh, per time that you go in there is to help with the upkeep of the property. And that's how they make the money. And, um, but it can be very expensive. And it seems a little much, you know. And there again, too, with coming in to, like, for me, when I would do my own investigations or I would help people with stuff in their house, I never charged. I, that's just not what I did. But if they were talking about it, they were very on edge when it came to, you know, well, is this going to be a charge thing? And I was just like, no, no, I'll just come in. You know, and again, if you were to charge them for gas, let's say that they wanted to hire you and you charge them for gas and maybe you got to stay somewhere or eat or something, that's fine too. Uh, Making Mm -hmm. money that way is fine. Like I said, I'm I'm totally okay with with that aspect. It's just that information for money aspect that I I don't like. Uh, This sort of snake oil salesman that we have within ufology and anything cryptid or, or um, you know, ghosts, anything like that. There's a lot of snake oil salesmen. And, um, you know, that's what we got to be careful with, especially our money. It's like, you know, if somebody starts charging three grand or 600 bucks above for, you know, what is they're selling? Well, what am I getting for my money here? Right. And right. nobody has the answer to anything. So spending that much money, you're not going to walk away with any more answers than you did when you yeah. came in, probably just delusions. That's it. Well, let me let me throw something at you. I I got contacted last week, literally last week, from a individual out of Virginia that wanted to fly to Oklahoma and go out in the woods with me and me to show them Bigfoot. Right. How can I? And he wanted to pay me. How can I, as a independent researcher and i say researcher or enthusiast experiencer however you want to do it now if you want me to go out and show you how to track i can do that because i can produce that i can teach Mm -hmm. you this i teach that i teach survival i teach all kinds of stuff but i cannot guarantee you that i'm going to take you out in the woods and show you a bigfoot i have no control over that no true ufo so i'm not going to charge you to do that no, I, and, that, no, and that's very true, because when I ran the ghost tour at the local museum here before COVID, all right, the, one of the first things we would do is we'd bring everybody in, all, all the people who were there for the tour that night, we'd bring them into a circle. And the one thing that we would say is, look, this is a $20 donation. We charge $20 a head. This is a $20 donation that goes to the museum to help with the upkeep. We don't have anybody in any buildings that are going to jump out from behind corners and go boo. This is real hauntings. We may not hear a thing. There, the ghost may not show up the tonight. Okay, but if they are, we'll be able to interact with them. It's up to them, and that's the way we would do it. But we would but tell everybody as such. Absolutely, like like you can't take someone in the field and guarantee them a Sasquatch. You can't. But it's the same thing with whale watching. Right, we do whale watching right off the coast where I live, and they they don't, they can't guarantee those, that you'll see a whale. You have a really good shot of seeing one, 
but they and they charge a, a, a it's not cheap to go whale watching right yeah. but it there but it is it isn't a, it is a product there, there's a boat ride there's 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 you know there's goods and services being traded to make that happen and so i think it's really unfortunate that investigations have fallen into this and i think part of it is due to the fact that when things are starting are trying to get off you the ground you typically have to give them away for free to like you know because people don't trust what you're doing but to me investigations are a perfect example where you're not charging for information that's you're in that case you're charging for the use of information True. right you're you, you, someone's paying you know you're paying someone because they've absorbed all that information and they're using that information to provide you a service the problem is an exterminator can show you there's no more termites a ghost investor can't prove to you there's no more ghosts right on that note i'm going to have the final word here and i'll and i'll say this conferences do cost money and none of us are turning down a flight, a hotel. That money has to come from somewhere. That comes from the paid people who show up. The virtual conferences, total money grab. Total, total money grab. Jason Gilmet from the UAP Studies Podcast. And Celine from KPNL Digital Radio. John Hudson from the Unbiased UFO Report. And Gary Spikes Jr. from P3 Productions. Bigfoot investigator, researcher, experiencer, and from our YouTube channel. I want to say thank you guys for a wonderful and successful SOR roundtable. It has been a lot of fun having these great and differing opinions. That's why we do it. It was great debate, great conversation, and very knowledgeable. We may not have solved the world's problems, but at least we got the topics out there, and we say thank you very much to all of our listeners for tuning on in to the roundtable as well. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight on YouTube, Twitch, LGAB, Revolution Radio, Spreaker, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, their name Chad Smith, we'll take them too. Good night. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.